Fried steak with homemade cream gravy, juicy pot roast, fried chicken, all the sides, plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackIPColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to Andro 400. 400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com the road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. KKSE. Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Strike three, and that's the ball game. Garrett Cole gets the victory. He was dominant. He's now 11-5. and five. Tyler Anderson... Had a rough outing. He drops to 6-5, and five, and the Astros snap their nine-game losing streak at home. They improve to 74-47. and 47. Uh, You know what I always say, better to lose 12-1 than 2-1. 2-1 is like a punch in the gut. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show live at the Sanctuary Golf Course this morning, where we will... Osakic Golf Tournament, charity golf tournament benefiting Food Bank of the Rockies. We are here all day, as are the rest of the shows on Altitude 950. So get ready to talk a little hockey, hockey talk. And uh, who knows what other celebs show up for Joe's tournament. This is one of the highlights of the year. Runs a runs a great tournament, and he's been doing it for years. I mean, Joe's been doing it since his playing days. Yeah, this is what, uh, two decades plus? Yes. Uh, yes, so sir. It's a little deja vu being out here, though, Vic. Oh. I feel like oh we, my gosh, we, we look were at just this. here. Thank you, sir. Coffee. Oh. Coffee's on board. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll get some stuff in there in a little bit. Thank you, though. How's everybody else doing? Because yeah. Vic has coffee. Yeah, well, it's you know, out we, great. some of us aren't uh, meek <laughs> enough. I actually asked for coffee. I didn't come in being high demanding. You know, that's 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 your high maintenance role. That's fine. It's all good. This place has it all. Oh, this, that this, way, yeah. We got Thank your creamer. You, we got your Very sugar nice options. You. Very nice uh, of you. Perhaps they'll stir it for you. Yeah. This will be really well, great. You know, I've become used to coffee at Dove Valley because when we've uh, been visiting the Broncos camp every day, coffee's been made readily available. We've gone back into the media room, and there it is. So here is my coffee for the morning. 
Now you're going to be able to handle me. I'm, actually, this was the best thing that happened to me today was they brought you coffee. I should, I should not be complaining. Uh, well, you know, some interesting tidbits from Broncos camp yesterday. Um, I'm starting to get a little worried about that Bronco defense. I'm worried because the coaches are worried. Yes. Especially the depth on that defense. Vance Joseph yesterday said the second unit looked awful. Yes. There is a, a lack of depth uh, across the board. Particularly, though, in their secondary, Vic, uh, in terms of who's going to be the th- third corner, and then beyond that, it gets even more thin. It is, uh, it is troubling. And we saw it last year. We, you know, look, some of their special teams issues a year ago were Brock Olivo. Some of them were, um, just, you know, overall lack of discipline and coaching. But a lot of special teams issues come down to depth. Because that's backups that are playing on those units. And the Broncos were terrible on special teams last year. That was the first sign that depth was going to be an issue. Uh, we've been convinced that, oh, they solved all their problems with the world's greatest draft class. Uh, didn't work. Uh, that is not the case. We'll find out soon enough uh, because it's still hard for me personally to assess or evaluate in these preseason games, preseason practices. It is cool seeing them hit another team at least. Uh, the number ones going up against the number ones and all that business. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, the other thing, too, is we know nothing about the Bears. The Bears aren't very good. No. We looked at their roster yesterday. I mean, what are the Bears? What are they, 7-9, and 6-10? Oh, what are the Bears? Best. I mean, they're, they're a team that's going to lose double-digit games, you would think. So, last week the narrative was, yeah, the Broncos struggled, especially on the ones, but the Vikings are a Super Bowl yeah. contender. Well, the Bears aren't. So Saturday night, if if the Broncos struggle again, that should be ultra alarming. On the show today, we are going to get Manchester's list of all lists. We do this every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, my list the other day, I already, what was my list? I already forgot. What you was did my the Tuesday ten most list? annoying things that sports fans do. Oh yeah, your list today. This should be fun. The ten biggest draft busts in Broncos history. Yes. Now, this is Broncos history that I've observed. Modern history. So it's essentially since uh, since 1977. Yeah, we're not going roughly. back to the Frank Filchok era. Right. And they had a lot of draft choices back in the AFL days that you know they drafted you know Dick Butkus, Merlin Olson. They didn't sign here when they, they they signed with their NFL team instead of signing with an AFL team. So modern Broncos football, and it was tough to narrow it down to ten. There were a lot of draft busts. It was, uh, it was, I, I wouldn't say it was a fun walk down memory lane because a lot of these were painful, but it did bring back some, oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that to guy. To be fair, you could do this about any franchise. Without a doubt. Right, Without so a this doubt. This is not a new thing. Everybody's got draft busts, but in light of the most recent one. Yes. That's, that's the impetus for this is, you know, I, and, and part of it is, and this is no, you know, disrespect to guys like Marty who are from Chicago. Go ahead, disrespect him. I but don't I, care. I, I, you get all these people talking about how, you, you know, Paxton Lynch, biggest bust in Broncos history. Look, you've been here four years, right? So yes. I hate to play the, I'm a native card, but I'm a native. <laughs> let me, let me tell you about draft busts. So that's right. I play that card all the time. <laughs> that's, Don't worry. That's why I'm going with this list of uh, I've seen a few. Paxton yeah. Lynch, uh, look, he has not turned out to be a good pick, but wait till you get a load of some of the guys on this list. So I went for a run in my old neighborhood yesterday, uh, Mom and Dad's neighborhood in North Denver, not okay. the Highlands, North Denver. A little run around Rocky Mountain Park. Jesse, you know where Rocky Mountain Park is, right in the heart of it. And as I'm running around, I see a couple teams, uh, small young kids playing uh, PAL football, Police Athletic League, which okay. I grew up with. There are teams scattered about the park, seven, eight, nine years old. 
I'm sitting there and I just stop for a second. And I watch this and I think it's so darn cool. And it's good to see. Here's what came to mind. It's good to see that there are parents out there who aren't afraid of football. That still allow their kids to play full contact football even at that age. Listen, I've said it before. When you're seven years old and you're in pads and you're in a helmet, you're not going to hurt each other. You're going to bounce off each other. The game is not yet dangerous. I don't care what science says. All right, you can have your science. I don't care. They're seven and eight years old. They're going to bounce off each other the way they would, they bounce off a bike when they fall off a bike onto the sidewalk. Yeah. It is cool to see, and I'm glad that we still have that. That's ingrained in us. We are America. We play football. Well, I am. Uh, I am in your uh, in that camp then of people you're happy with. I made that decision. My nine year old is playing, and I made it very much for that same reason. I went and watched the game and watched some practices. And look, knock on wood, but they're not moving fast enough. No. To do no. Uh, serious bodily harm. Now, when they get to twelve, thirteen, yeah. fourteen, when puberty hits. When guys Different deal. Get bigger, Different deal. then you can reassess. Then Correct. you're the responsible parent. You could do whatever you please with your child. I get it. You, whatever you please with your child now. But there's no inherent danger in six, seven, eight year old football. And if you're going to go that far, you might as well just stop the sport right now. You really would. I mean, why even bother playing anymore? I am so glad that there are people in this country that ignore all the rah-rah, ignore Wait, all that crap. I'm so excited there are people in this country who ignore science. That's well, kind of where no. you went. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> science to a degree. I get yeah. it. But I've, I've given you this argument before. If you're going to consider football dangerous for kids at the age of 7 and 8, so is riding a bike. Oh, without a doubt. I and mean, that was part of my, my rationale was, well, how much bubble wrap do I need to put these kids in? Right? Like, at some point, they're going to do something dangerous. They play baseball. They're having a pitch thrown in their direction by a nine-year-old who has no idea where it's going. Like, it happens. Anything can be can be dangerous. I got a kid who does flips off of high bars. Like, at some point, you got to just turn them loose and hope it all ends it Looks well. like we got a Chicago native on the text line. Oh, good. Uh, 9916. Hey, guys, Bears are a top five defense, you dumb blank blank. Huh. Bears suck. Shut up. Bears are terrible. How long would Shut it, up. How long does it take the average NFL fan to come up with the Bears head coach? Yeah. The Bears are terrible. Don't you know they have a good quarterback? I'll take that quarterback any day. Well, Bears suck. That's a little uh, preview of my hot take. Enjoy your Bears season. We, get, we, we like to tell I like it. The Broncos probably aren't very good either. No. Okay. Thank, thank you for coming around thank to that. You. So thanks for chiming in. Bears top five defense. Oh, okay. Okay, Bears fan, do the Super Bowl yeah. dance. How many games are the Bears going to win this Break. year? Time for big news Six. right now. Let's go. What the headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. There's the bounce. This ball's crushed again by White. Another two-run home run for Tyler White. He has a four-RBI ball game. I guess he is going four Gattis today. Well, Tyler White had a pair of home runs. Evan Gattis had a pair of home runs. Home runs for everybody. Rough outing for Tyler Anderson as the Rockies get rocked in Houston. 12-1 the final. Not that upset. 
Really doesn't bother me. No, I mean, I'd rather lose 12-1 than 2-1. to I, I could not agree with your tweet more. However, there are some concerns. This is two of the last three times Tyler Anderson has gone out there that he has gotten shelled early. Uh, he gave up the Grand Salami three outings ago, and then yesterday he was awful. Um, and the uh, the struggles in the first inning continue. Yes. They were down 3 nothing after yes. one, 6 yes. nothing after 2. Even in games they win, the first it, inning has been a problem. All the time. Yes. Like it, it, it is something that needs to be addressed and needs to be fixed because that is uh, that is a bugaboo that's going to get the Rockies by the end of the season. Bud Black here on getting waxed in H-Town. Yeah, I think with, with Tyler, uh, couldn't really get anything established. And, uh, you know, a couple guys he, he walked... You know, he couldn't he couldn't get the ball up. It looked like he was trying to pull the ball down in the strike zone below the zone. And what he missed, you know, in the strike zone, he missed down the middle. You know, so I mean, that's a that's a you know that's a bad combination when you know you're 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 throwing balls and your strikes are sort of middle. So that was a tough night for Tyler. Broncos training camp continues at the UC Health Training Center along with the Chicago Bears who are in town for a little preseason football this week. Von Miller loves practicing against another team, but it leads to a little chippy-chippy. Are you talking about last year with the 49ers? No, last week you guys went against the 49ers. Last year? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a different team, you know. We, we had a different team that had a different team. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, both organizations, you know, we just want to come out here and get better. You know, I think we... Both organizations, we you know we didn't have the type of seasons that we had last year. So I think you know coming out here and fighting each other and making it into about a battle royale is you know the, the last the last thing on, on both you know teams' mind. We just want to come out here and get better, and uh, I think we did that today. You missed my interview with Case Keenum yesterday. It's available on podcast. My one-on-one with Case, primarily about his new book. Somebody asked Case Keenum yesterday, as a leader, is it your job to make sure Paxton's okay after getting demoted? Um, you know we've talked, but. Uh... You know, you can ask Paxton about, you know, what, uh, you know, whatever you want to ask him about. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's tough playing quarterback and no matter where you're at on the depth chart. The answer is no. Wow. So the answer is a no. Uh, he can take care nope. of himself. Not <laughs> my job. I mean, what do you want to do? You can ask Paxton? That was a little, uh, that was a little unnecessary. Well, That's I not. mean, hey, listen. One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game that came through this town. Was he a babysitter of backup quarterbacks? Nope. You know who I'm talking about. Peyton Manning. No doubt. He no did doubt. his job. He took his reps. He didn't care about anybody else. And frankly, you don't have time to care about anybody I else. get it. It was a little bit, uh, I don't know, it, it was a little chippy on the fat, on Case Keenum's part. Maybe he's uh, feeling the pressure a little perhaps bit. Perhaps we know more information on Carlos Henderson, why he uh, did not show up to camp, uh, some reasons that uh, never became public. Well, this is public. He's suspended for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. Is suspended for game one, so he will not be here. You know, for guys like that, listen, I'm not one to pass judgment. I don't know all the details, but it's much like the Paxton situation. Wouldn't you just cut bait and say, all right, let's get, let's stop. Yeah, this is a guy who's let's never been on the field for the Broncos, yes. uh, didn't report to camp, had a, a arrest for marijuana possession in Louisiana in January. It just seems to be one problem after another. Um, it's too early, so he did not make my list of draft busts. But a third-round pick who never steps on the field, uh, that's uh, that's heading toward uh, bust territory for sure. From the uh, text line 9916, take it from a guy who played six years and coached seven winning Carnation Bowl. Eight-year-olds get concussions too. Yeah, and they get concussions riding bikes, and they get concussions playing soccer, and they get concussions playing hockey, and they can get concussions falling off the table doing homework. Eight-year-olds can get concussions too. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. 
They get concussions jumping into the back of a truck and, a and trying to watch yes. a drive-in movie. Yes. Like, yes. The, they're the, the they're silly, allowed to live. My kids have had all sorts of injuries, and it's been in all sorts of ways. My daughter's had more injuries than any kid in my family. Gymnastics. Very dangerous sport. Gymnastics. I'm right there now, with uh, you. Is somebody, some scientist going to say gymnastics is too risky oh, for I'm kids? Oh, I'm sure there's one out there. Right, give me that scientist. Let's get him on the air. Science. This is sports. This is football. You got the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Home of the Rapids, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and Denver's best sports talk all day long. Let's go, let's go, let's go! Denver's all sports station. Altitude 950. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator at Broadway Total Power in Englewood and enjoy for home or play. Visit BroadwayTotalPower.com. If you thought all sports bars were the same, well, then you haven't been to the neighborhood Hilltop Tap House in Parker. The Hilltop is the only bar in Parker with the Pac-12 network on dozens of TVs, so no matter where you sit, you can catch all the action. And on Sundays, the Tap House has all the pro games. Yeah, enjoy a pregame breakfast with their incredible Ultimate Bloody Mary Bar. Ghost peppers and bacon, anyone? The Hilltop in Parker. Off of Parker Road and Hilltop, if the lot's full in the front, you can always park in the back. But come park it for football all season long at the Hilltop in Parker. You're on your way to the store, then boom, you're T-boned at 45 miles per hour. Instead of shopping, you're on your way to the ER. Then comes the doctor visits, prescriptions, therapy, diagnostics, ongoing treatment, and the limitations. You have range of motion problems. Then the ultimate insult. The insurance company makes you feel like the crash was your fault. You need a legal game plan. You want a legal game plan. At Bell & Pollock, we've used over 25 years of experience to develop a legal game plan just for you. Our game plan has injury rules, rules of treatment, rules of claims, insurance company rules, litigation rules, rules they use to beat you. Now you can have them and know them and use them to protect you and your family. Our Bell & Pollock legal game plan gives you the rules the insurance company doesn't want you to have or know or use. But guess what? We do. At Bell & Pollock, Success is no accident. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Get your free initial consult and your free legal game plan. We'll help you. Hey, Abs fans, it's Mark Mosier, voice of your Colorado Avalanche. He scores! For the price of a cup of coffee per day, you can get season tickets for your Colorado Avalanche with an icebreaker membership. There's a dog pile on the captain. A dog pile. He threw it from inside of his own blue line. Visit ColoradoAvalanche.com for more information and go ads. Mark Mosier here for Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, and right now they're overstocked and need to clear out the lot. It's Nissan's bottom line, so they've been authorized to offer vehicles at prices so low, I can't even say them on the air. Seriously, I cannot talk about them. You've got to go on out there and hear it for yourself. It'll knock your socks off. So get over to Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th and see Devin Schubert. Tell them Mark Mosier sent you I-25 on 104th online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you.
John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Seeing the usual heavy and slow traffic with additional delays because of accidents. Traffic is brought to you by GNC's Buy One, Get One Half Off Sale. Watch for additional slow traffic southbound I-25, a wreck approaching I-76, and off-freeway there's an accident southbound Santa Fe at Bulls. Finish summer strong at GNC. Mix and match vitamins, collagen, slim bands, and more. Buy one, get one half off. And soon, GNC, live well. Exclusions apply. See an associate or GNC.com for details. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. My impressions of the offense, yeah, the case was really sharp. The twos were up and down some with protections. A lot of their pressures hit home. Defensively, our one defense was uh, really sharp, and our two defense was terrible. Too many mistakes, too many busted coverages. And, and, and again, right, we, we're down to six corners. We got guys that we signed yesterday getting reps, so I get it, but it wasn't very good with our two defense. Well, one of the few times Vance Joseph not happy about practice. Uh, yeah, his honesty was uh, refreshing. Uh, did you hear there, too, when he talked about the number two offense? They had some protection problems? No. Oh. They didn't get that excuse on Saturday night when somebody was under siege, did they? <laughs> I love your description. I mean, they didn't. I just, I love, under siege. I mean, poor Paxton. The Paxton Lynch movie. Running from his life. He's getting hit constantly, and it's oh, all Paxton. And now when uh, Chad Kelly goes out there and it looks like a total train wreck, it's, well, we had some protection issues. You know, the yeah. funniest the funniest thing Funny I've heard so far, Paxton Lynch was asked about his performance, and um, especially in practice where he threw a pick, and his answer was, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> You're sad? Well, what do you want him to be, happy? Uh, Dr. Travis Heath will join us at 9.30 this morning, our Man. resident sports psychologist. Uh, we'll lob him a bunch of questions regarding Paxton and uh, the topic that uh, we went back and forth on yesterday, hazing. Yeah. That became quite the topic of conversation at Dove Valley yesterday. Did it? Uh, a lot of people going back and forth on Everybody on softening up a little bit. And whether or not it's uh, you know just the gleeful, fun, hilarious, uh, to use the Denver Post word, uh, activity that, that so many members of the media made it out to be, uh, I think I swayed some folks. Ah, you didn't sway me. Oh, that's, I didn't expect to. You didn't sway me because I love a good rookie haircut. I like, it's probably my favorite part of camp. Give it some time. I, uh, over the course of months, I'm able to sway you. That's I didn't fine. expect to sway you in 20 minutes. Before we get to our piping hot takes, let me read this text because, uh, I made mention about, uh, youth football and how suddenly parents are growing scared of it and numbers are dropping left and right and how Happy I was yesterday, uh, jogging around Rocky Mountain Park in North Denver to see those young 
kids, three youth football teams practicing in the uh, police athletic league, seven, eight years old. It was awesome. I stopped and I watched and I paid attention. One of the coaches thought I was from an opposing team. Yeah, he told scout. me to stop videoing. I mean, <laughs> I had my phone. I was like, are you with the Hawks? Really? Like, no, I'm not with the Hawks. I'm good. But uh, I, I found it refreshing that uh, not everyone is afraid of their own shadow. And, of course, on the text line, and this is great. This is why we debate on this show, and I respect your opinion. Uh, I think you're all scared of life, but I respect your opinion. And people on the text line saying, isn't it too early to be willfully stupid around concussions? Listen, I never said that concussions were overhyped. It's scary. My my kids had three concussions. You know where he got his concussions? He played football all his life. You know where he got his concussions? Lacrosse. Basketball. Really? Basketball. He played football for ten years, not one concussion. Three concussions in basketball. So don't tell me I don't value the importance of concussions. I get it. But you can get a concussion anywhere. You can get a concussion falling off your dollhouse. Well, no doubt. My wife has taken our kids to uh, the emergency room or urgent care or children's hospital uh, several times, yeah. none of which, knock on wood, so far uh, have been due to football. It was a biking accident. It was falling off a tailgate of a truck at a drive-in movie. It was ruptured appendix. So, uh, that's it was all saying. sorts of so things. So what do we do? What do we do? If, if you have this risk in every walk of life, do you just stop Living? You yeah, stop and, doing? And look, you, you can't just take unnecessary risks and say, well, you know, everything's dangerous, so therefore I'm just going to jump out of planes every day. Like, I get it. You still got to be smart. I just think it's debatable, and I'm with you on this. It's debatable whether or not playing youth football is smart or not. Sure. And I chose that, you know what, I don't think they're moving fast enough, hitting fast enough, that it's an unnecessary no. risk. That that was my assessment. Now, if you want to be on the other side, fine, that's fine. fine, fine. But I just disagree with if you. If you're going to be on the other side, then why are you watching football on Sunday? What, what, why are you cheering? What what value does it have for you? If you feel that the sport is that inherently dangerous that your kid's not going to play, go watch karate. Well, go I mean, watch professional karate. So if you don't if you don't think it's uh, safe enough for your kid, well, therefore you too, can't watch well, it. Well, one of the text lines, some, it's a barbaric sport. It's savage. Okay, well then why are you watching? Maybe we don't know that they are. Maybe they're not. Listen, man, it's what we do. It's our sport. I get it. These guys know it's savage. They know it's barbaric. Yeah. You don't think every single person that plays football on a daily basis at Dove Valley today, guys like River Craycraft, who's just hanging on trying to make the team, you don't think he knows the repercussions of football? You Without don't think he understands the risks involved? And you don't think he would sign on that line every single day? Well, and a guy like that is a perfect example of how they know. Because, Vic, the chances of him making a team, the chances of him having a long career, the chances of him making crazy money in this league are slim to none, and he still does it. He still voluntarily goes out there. So uh, that's the part of it. We talked about it the other day, and I started getting hit up on Twitter of how I'm blaming the victims, and you know, I, I say the CTE people had it coming, which is not, not anywhere near what I said. If you, if, I totally agree. If you can advance science to help reduce the number of football concussions, have at it, man. I'm with you. Make a helmet that's concussion-proof. It's impossible. Yeah. No, I'm, you I'm with you. You cannot legislate the violence out of the game. And, it's impossible. And as I said the other day, and this got totally misconstrued, I have sympathy for the guys who were playing this game back in the day and didn't know the dangers. Now, I think anybody with any sense could look at this and go, this is a pretty dangerous thing I'm doing, but they didn't know the CTE issue. And so I equated it with smokers back when my grandparents were 
18, 19, 20 years old. I feel bad for those people that got lung cancer because they didn't know it. If you choose to smoke now and you get lung cancer, there's less sympathy. It's the same thing with football. We all know the dangers now, and they're still showing up in droves. The Broncos don't have trouble finding 90 guys who want to come out to camp. They have no trouble with that. And that's fine. 9916 who keeps sexy. That's fine. If you don't want your kids to play, that's fine. That's your choice, and I respect it. you got to respect mine, too. Let your kids go do karate. I don't do the karate I've seen, dojo. I've seen karate, kid. I'm not sure that's all that uh, safe karate. either. Karate bothers me. The martial arts and karate. <laughs> what are you going to do? Show up and play karate? we got to get to our hot takes. Hot takes, please. I am the greatest. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. <laughs> it's Vic's Hot Take. Although karate did produce one of the greatest movies of all time. Yes. Now a spinoff of that movie. Daniel LaRusso, yeah. one of the great characters of all time. Have you been watching Cobra Kai at all? I have not. What's it on, like, YouTube? YouTube. I can't keep... There's too many options now. There Hulu, are. YouTube. <laughs> I don't know where to go. Let's Amazon our, Prime. Let's start our own network. I, why not? can't keep up with it. All right, hot take time. Uh, you may have watched the Rockies game last night. Well, the discussion during the game was of another game in Atlanta where uh, their stud, Ronald Acuna, who hit five straight home runs, five straight games, three straight leadoff homers, by the way. He was owning the Florida Marlins. So what happens on the very first pitch of the game, obviously instructed, this guy was, by his uh, manager, Marlins pitcher Jose Arena, drills Acuna right in the ribs. I think he hit him in the elbow. I'm not sure. Hit him in the elbow with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. First pitch of the game. Yep. They didn't waste any time. And it led to a near brawl, and everybody went crazy. The melee, the bench is empty. Atlanta goes on to win the game, but message delivered. You're not going to hit a home run on us tonight. Not a leadoff home run. And uh, you think about that for a second. What? Well, I mean, the, the unwritten rules of baseball. Here's what it sounded like. Roll the uh, roll the audio there, Danny. Acuna has led off the game with home runs each of the first three contests in this series. He's homered in five consecutive games. The Weinmeyerania first pitch hit him. Uh oh! Drilled him in the left elbow. Acuna. Walking in the direction of Urania, and now he stops. He's in a lot of pain. All right, so you knew what was going to happen next, right? This is going to get ugly yeah. when these teams meet again. It's going to get very ugly. The Marlins couldn't stop this guy from hitting home runs, so their answer was to hit him in the elbow. That was their answer. That was their response. Well, most people think that's savage and stupid, and why would you go that way? That's the old code, baseball code, except those who play the game. Like Keith Hernandez, who is now a broadcaster for the Mets. He caught wind of what happened. This was what Keith Hernandez had to say. Telling you, you've lost three games. Right. He's hit three home runs. you got to hit him. I'm sorry. I mean, people are not going to like that. But, you know, if you, you've got him, you got to hit him, knock him down. At least, I mean, seriously knock him down if you don't hit him. And you never throw at the, anybody's head. You never throw at anybody's head or neck. You, you hit him in the back. You hit him in the fanny. So basically what he's saying is the guy's too hot, he's too hot for his own good, and the only way to cool him off is to hit him. It's no different to me, Vic, than uh, if you're playing basketball. I thought the same and thing. And a guy's hitting jumper after jumper. got to foul him. 
then try hitting the jumper when you're worried about whether or not I'm going to foul you hard like yeah. I just did last yeah. time down. That's, Again, that's the way you play. It, it may sound dumb, savage, stupid, barbaric, all those words. I get it. Uh, not sportsman to uh, do that. But if Steph Curry hits eight straight threes and he's dancing around and he's doing his little Steph Curry stuff, you know how to stop him? Foul the hell out of him the yeah. next time he attempts to You knock three. him on his butt. Exactly right. And let's see if he makes the next shot. That's what you do. Now, you may not like it. It may be unsportsmanlike, whatever you want to call it. But that's what you do if you want to win the game. So part of me says that was stupid of this this pitcher and the Marlins to do what they did. I mean, it's not this kid's fault he's good. But at the same time, I understand. I do. I understand. It's happened for years. It's happened for decades in baseball. Bob Gibson used to throw at guys all the time. You're going to get a hit off me? I'm going to throw inside at you. Yeah. Nolan Ryan did it all the time. It still happens. I got no problem with it. Most of the unwritten rules or code of baseball drives me crazy. This one had no issue with it. Can you imagine, though, if if Nolan Arenado makes three great plays at third base, three great snags, they cannot hit the ball past him. Mm -hmm. So the next time somebody just throws something at Nolan Arenado, they throw a bat at him, saying, nope, you're not making the next play. Well, what if the next time someone slides into third, they go spikes up and try and hit him in the knee? It's part of the game. Happens all the time. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Vic, we've seen some pretty good quarterbacks in this town, right? I mean, John Elway was here for 16 years. Peyton Manning was here for four years. That's a total of two decades of elite quarterback play. Forget Jarius Jackson. Some great quarterbacks. So it amazes me how quickly people forget what a great quarterback looks like. It's part of the reason why I just lost my mind for two years on this show with all the Trevor Simeon talk. It was like, how can people not... Watch this and get that this guy is marginal at best. It's what I've seen so far at training camp and in one preseason game out of Case Keenum. I, I, it just makes me pull my hair out that people insist that, oh, my God, he's having a great camp and they're going to score 30 points a game, and they just go on and on and on about how great this guy is. Yesterday, it just crystallized for me. I watch Mitchell Trubisky out there for the Bears, and I watch him sling the ball, and then I watch Chad Kelly... Paxton Lynch and Case Keenum throw the ball. And, dude, it's night and day. It is night and day. That's what an elite quarterback looks like. Now, does he have the the football acumen to become a, an elite quarterback? I don't know, but in terms of looking the part and in terms of physical skills, Mitch Trubisky is so much better than anybody the Broncos have. It's not even close. So we all just need to maybe go back, pull up some NFL films, watch an old game tape, uh, if you're an Elway guy, watch watch John Elway in 1997, 1998. If you're a Manning guy, watch him in 2013, 2014 when he's uh, putting up video game numbers. That's what a great quarterback looks like. We haven't had one here in three years, and that continues right now. Don't fool yourselves, Broncos country. Case Keenum ain't it. Uh, that's an early assessment after one preseason game, two drives. I've seen practices. I've watched the guy for seven years in the NFL. How much do we need to see? Let what do we play need a real, to see? How about let him play a real game? Okay. How about those real games he played in Houston? How about those real games he played in L.A.? Are we going to count those or no? But How about you, that NFC title game he played in Philly? Are we going to count those? But didn't you like my interview with the chap yesterday? Yes. I mean, I like on. the guy. He's a very nice guy. I like you. I don't want you starting for the Broncos at quarterback. Huh. There's some things I can do. <laughs> 
Uh, it's just so, it's so funny to me how we just talk ourselves into, oh yeah, this guy's great. He's not. Alright, a lot of texts coming in on our hot takes. Uh, again, later in the show, Manchester's list of all lists. The ten biggest draft busts in Broncos history. I like our Power 5 question of the day. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. Um, Rockies, four in Atlanta against that, that Acuna kid. What if they'll throw at Acuna? Just keep throwing it every time yeah. he's up. Lead off every game with a <laughs> could you Could you imagine? He's up. Oh, they're going to throw at me again. <laughs> Hit me again. Well, he wouldn't dig in, at least yeah, in the opening at bat. Never get the chance to... <laughs> Hit a ball, you just get hit in the head every day. I kind of like it. If you're the Marlins, what do you have to lose? They suck anyway. You got the Vic Lombardi Show live from Sanctuary Golf Course, site of the Joe Sackett Golf Tournament today. Charity golf tournament benefiting Food Bank of the Rockies. We're here all day on Altitude 950. Enjoy one of the most fan-friendly and state-of-the-art college football venues in America. Colorado State Rams football in Canvas Stadium on the CSU campus. An extraordinary game day experience. Season tickets for seven games are on sale now, including matchups against Arkansas, Wyoming, and Colorado in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Three-game mini plans are also available, and you pick the games. For tickets and information, call 800-491-RAMS or visit csurams.com slash tickets. I had great results. I lost seven. 70 pounds, my weight 265, and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to Andro 400. 400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com Are you in for 90? Enjoy a craft beer and a game courtesy of Odell Brewing Company and the Colorado Rapids. Oh, what a goal! What an absolute peach for Edgar Castillo! The Rapids take on Rail Salt Lake in the final leg of the Rocky Mountain Cup on August 25th at 7pm at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Starting at just $29, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. Looking for the ultimate guys weekend? Get to Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe. Satisfy your appetite for championship golf, a great steak, and all the Vegas-style action you can handle. And girls, where should you go for the ultimate girls weekend? Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino in Santa Fe. Relax in a cabana at the pool, indulge in a spa day, and get all the Vegas-style action you can handle. Book your best-ever weekend getaway now at Buffalo Thunder. BuffaloThunderResort.com. Is your husband still driving trucks for a living? Yeah, but he just changed companies. He's working for Safeway now and is back home with me and the kids at the end of every shift. Ugh, I wish my husband was home more. He's literally gone for weeks at a time. Why doesn't he apply at Safeway? They started my husband out at $25.56 per hour with the potential to earn a $12,500 bonus. Do you have a family member or friend driving trucks and they want more time at home? Tell them about the opportunity to drive for Safeway Distribution Center located at Colorado Boulevard and I-70. They only need 
Two years of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment and a Class A CDL. Safeway is a company you can retire from. Plus, the pay, health benefits, and retirement plan are all outstanding. The starting pay for drivers is $25.56 per hour. And if you apply today at SafewayDenverDC.com, you could receive a potential bonus of up to $12,500. For job requirements and to apply, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Must be 21 years of age. Safeway is a drug-free workplace and an equal opportunity employer. One in seven American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. For the ninth year, the Blue Shoe Run is raising money for prostate cancer research. So come run, walk around Broncos Stadium on September 8th, and fight prostate cancer. Family and pet friendly and a free after party. Donations benefit cancer research through the TUCC Foundation and the American Cancer Society. Register or donate at theblueshoerun.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. 225, pretty busy right now. Northbound, you have stop and go traffic. I live up through to Mississippi. Southbound is jamming up Parker Road to Yosemite. Traffic is brought to you by Staples. An accident clearing southbound Santa Fe at Bowles. So watch for activity there. It is backed up to at least Bellevue. Staples has everything you need, always in stock and at low prices. Stop by your local Staples today so your small business can take advantage of the back-to-school deals at Staples, the back-to-school specialty store. I'm Chris McGlough. Laughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Yesterday, it just crystallized for me. I watch Mitchell Trubisky out there for the Bears, and I watch him sling the ball, and then I watch Chad Kelly, Paxton Lynch, and Case Keenum throw the ball. And, dude, it's night and day. It is night and day. That's what an elite quarterback looks like. Now, does he have the the football acumen to become a, an elite quarterback? I don't know, but in terms of looking the part and in terms of physical skills, Mitch Trubisky is so much better than anybody the Broncos have. It's not even close. My man Manchester making the fundamental little mistake he makes often on this show. What? He looks the part. You're in love with the athlete. You love the arm talent. You say it all the time. I love the arm talent. I love the way. You know what? Don't make the same mistake John Elway's made over the last few uh, years. Falling in love with the no. chiseled quarterback body. John Elway hasn't done mind. that. Yes, he has. No, he hasn't. Oh, you, Mitch Trubisky you, can spin it. He can spin great. it. Great. And there aren't a lot of it looks good. great quarterbacks. Great. Find, me the, find me the quarterbacks in the, in the Hall of Fame who couldn't spin it. Find them. What, what do you mean by spin it? What do you mean by spin it? That had elite arm talent. Okay, Leighton, I mean, Peyton is going to be the rare exception. Right, late in his career, did Peyton, when you saw Peyton Manning play at a practice and you saw him throw the ball, you'd say to yourself, who's that old guy? No doubt. And he was a guy that had off-the-chart smarts, but he was also the most accurate passer I've ever seen. He would throw fade routes, and it was like a stork dropping Great. a baby into Agreed. your Agreed. hands. But don't go overboard with this arm talent craze. because. Fine. You know, Lynch, Paxton Lynch has arm talent. No, How but, far does it take but him? But accuracy is arm talent, too. That's still the ability to spin it. Peyton, Peyton couldn't throw it through a wall, but he could put it on a dime. He was the most accurate passer I've ever seen. It may wobble getting there, but it went right where he wanted it to, right on time. Can I tell you a little story? Sure. Can I tell you a little story? I'm watching practice the other day, and they're having a little impromptu contest. The quarterbacks, the kickers, the specialists... You know that net where they throw into the targets? Yep. They're throwing the football into the net from 20 yards away. Just a little fun. You know, nothing official. Ten guys participating. Do you know who won? Marquette King. Brandon McManus. Okay. Okay. So because he was accurate on that day doesn't make him a great quarterback. 
No doubt. But that's that's not the only part of being able to spin it. The, 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 the Case Keenum can't spin it like Mitch Trubisky. He can't. He can't. So if I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet that Mitch Trubisky is going to be a better quarterback by the end of his career than Case Keenum. I mean, there's a reason the guy has bounced around from team to team. All these, all these coaches and all these uh, scouts and all these GMs are just dumb. They're just blind. He's the he's the the rare exception that blossomed at 30. That's what we're that's what we're expected to believe. He's the he's the unicorn. Hey Denver, buy the unicorn. That's what we're being sold by the okay. team, and that's what we're let being me, sold me, by the media. And I'm the one guy who goes timeout. I've never seen a on. unicorn. Let me give you a few comps because you're right. It's it's hard to ask a guy who's been a lifelong journeyman to suddenly show up and carry a team. You're right. Most of us would say, nah. But let me give you a few comps. I can come up with one. I'll give you two. Okay. Who's well, your, you who, doubled it. Okay, who's your one? Kurt Warner. I'll give you three then. Okay. There are three. You tripled it. Okay. Uh, there, there are certain examples of guys who later in their careers finally figured it out. Okay, let's hear them. Jeff Garcia. Okay, and Jeff Garcia was what? I've been I've been to Canton. Give you, you were one. there a year ago. Did you see Jeff Garcia's yeah, bust he, when you were there? Was Jake Plummer's bust in Canton? He was a pretty capable quarterback. It He's doesn't matter. Capable. Rich Gannon. Oh, gosh. lifelong backup. Yeah, and he was a one-time MVP because he had an aberration hey, season. You are aberration. where you are. So, you, how many Super Bowls did Rich Gannon? You win? continue to look for greatness when greatness does not. You know, we're spoiled here. I've told you, Elway and Manning come around once every fifty years. So, you got him twice in twenty. You're looking for another Elway and Manning. He's not Elway. He's not Manning. He's Case Keenum. Well, he's going to have to make do until you find an uh, an Elway or Manning. You keep searching. No, yes. that's not how. Yes, you do. It, is Carson Wentz or Nick Foles Elway or Manning? You just want to keep eating at but Sizzler. Our, our That's Carson Wentz. Wentz. You want to eat at Sizzler. Is Jared Goff Manning? I can't, I've been to Shanahan's. I've been to Morton's. But you know what? I'm just going to settle for so, Sizzler's. Sizzler. I can't have Shanahan's you, for every theory, anniversary or birthday. According to your theory, you must have a Hall of Fame quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That's it. Pretty much. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, history tells me differently. No. Well, you want me to pull up the list of well, Super Bowl champs and we up? can go through them? Uh, fine. But there are just as many that aren't How many Hall did Troy Aikman win? How many did Terry Bradshaw win? How many did Steve Young win? And How many did uh, Tom Brady's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, Flacco won. You can come up with five. Fine. They played 52 fine. Super Bowls, but dude. You know, so you got t- you got. So 10%. what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? We I got 90%. So 90% of the time you have to have an elite quarterback. 10% of the time you don't. Which bet do you want to take? What do you want me to do? The Broncos don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Go they find don't one. grow on pine trees. They need to go find one. <laughs> I mean, that is the dumbest thing you've ever said. No. Go find one. There were, there go were, find one? Where do you want me to go? There the were Toys five R's? elite quarterbacks in the draft this year, and the Broncos passed to take a pass rusher. That was dumb. That was dumb. Because if you don't have an elite quarterback, you're SOL. And instead of trying to find one in the draft when there were five guys out there, they took a pass rusher right. and settled for a guy that looks like he's wearing a uniform they bought at Sears. Let me read I'm not excited. Uh, from uh, the text line, 30933. 30933 is our text number. I'm a Bears fan. I love to hear that Trubisky can spin it, but so could Jake Cutler. Good point. This, again, is my okay. partner falling in love with shiny objects. Okay. Uh, Manchester is a drama queen, and he's upsetting people with stupid remarks. <laughs> this one's from Pat. These are the same people. I, we sat right here, and you and Leggy did your victory lap last year when Simeon started 3-1. and one. I mean, how, how? when are we going to learn? 
Tat writes in, hey, Joe Montana didn't have that elite arm talent oh either. Oh, my gosh. If you want to think Joe Montana wasn't an elite quarterback in terms of he didn't talent. Say, he didn't say elite quarterback. What? He didn't say elite quarterback. He elite had arm talent. That's just fundamentally not true. I mean, not you true. Want, you know, if Manchester had his way, he'd have John Rocker playing quarterback. Not true at all. It's not just about arm strength, but it certainly is that. Rock a couple well, freaking post patterns. A year ago, I was told that the most important thing about playing quarterback was you had to be smart. Okay, well, Northwestern Mensa student led him to, what, a 5-11 and 11 season? There's so, a lot okay. of things that go into being Whatever. a great quarterback, and it's not just the arm, my friend. Give me the brain over the arm any day. Well, Give me a brain. You're wrong. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. We got brains. Some of us know how to use them. <laughs> Power 5 coming up at 8 o'clock. Manchester's list of all lists at 8.15. Up next, uh, what do the Rockies and Bud Black do to stop giving up all these runs in the first inning? Because they lead Major League Baseball in runs allowed in the first. It's it's a bad, bad situation. And it's getting worse. Remember the stat I gave you, the first 30 pitches, the highest ERA in baseball among yep. the first 30 pitches of the game. Why? What do they do differently? I'll tell you what they do. They go get Mitch Trubisky to just gun one in there. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Tuesday morning, Vic Lombardi was on the case with Broncos quarterback Case Keenum. This is a play that will live in uh, infamy. Gun, Buffalo right, key left, seven heaven. How did that play change your life? Man, it's, it was an incredible play, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm honored to be a part of it. Oh, my God! I think I'll enjoy it more when I'm done playing. Hopefully we've got a few more plays like that. To hear Vic's entire conversation with Case Keenum, click on the podcast page at Altitude950.com. He is a leader. He is a winner. He's a modern-day Will Rogers. Coach Lou Holtz is a special guest at this year's anniversary gala to benefit Father Woody's Haven of Hope. 20 years ago, Father Woody's Haven of Hope opened its doors to shelter and care for the homeless and less fortunate. To help continue their mission, join us for an evening of cocktails, dinner, silent auction, and the wit and wisdom of Coach Lou Holtz. Saturday, September 22nd at the Hyatt Regency. For individual and group tickets, visit frwoodyshavenofhope.org. Great coaches are leaders who fight hard for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now may be the right time for you to make a change. One that will improve your financial future. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for my friends at American Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary-based consultants, the team that's Colorado family-owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, and customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to your needs, resulting in a home loan that's going to lower your rate, shorten your term even save you up to a thousand dollars a month and it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals including paying off high interest debt i'm talking about a 10 minute call to get things started and closings in as fast as 10 days plus there are never any upfront fees so call today and let american financing coach you into a better home loan 303-695-7000 that's 303-695-7000 or americanfinancing.net nmls 182334 regulated by the division of real estate when powerful storms in late June damaged over a 1,000 vehicles at Johnson Auto Plaza, insurance adjusters ordered every vehicle sold, regardless of profit. It was game on. Hi, this is Alan Roach from My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza with a hail liquidation update. Since the incredible storms hit, hundreds of hail-damaged vehicles have been sold at Johnson, saving buyers thousands on top of summer clearance event incentives. The response has been overwhelming, hectic, that's for sure. But there's plenty more deeply discounted cars and trucks to sell. Some 
vehicles have already been repaired and still being offered with thousands of dollars off. Clearly marked with a yellow dot on the windshield. These are side-by-side -side with many vehicles that have not been repaired with even bigger discounts. The Johnson family is committed to doing what it takes to sell every new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler on their lot, regardless of profit. Don't miss this special buying opportunity at Johnson's. You'll be amazed at the savings. Just north of E470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018, starring Rick Springfield. Live. Also starring Loverboy. With special guest Jim Blossoms. And Tommy Two-Tone. Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50. On sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. Injured and confused? Confused about your injuries? Confused about the insurance company? Confused about which attorney to hire? So let's talk about attorneys. Let's get real clear on attorneys. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. You get to choose your attorney. So how do you choose? Experience? Yes. Handles only injury cases? Yes. Someone the insurance company knows? Yes. And respects? Of course. Attorneys who have been very successful representing their clients? Yes. Attorneys who don't deal in a hodgepodge of everything? Only injury cases? Mandatory. Attorneys who know all the tricks of the insurance company? Absolutely. Welcome to the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We do injury cases. We're known as the champions of the people. For a reason, we champion people. People's causes and legal cases. Our website is championsofthepeople.com for a reason. The reason is you. Come to championsofthepeople.com and see what that choice can do for you. Life has choices. Make your choice count. Championsofthepeople.com. There really isn't any other choice. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. 225, pretty busy right now. Northbound, you have stop-and-go traffic. I live up through to Mississippi. Southbound is jamming up Parker Road to Yosemite. Traffic is brought to you by Staples. An accident clearing southbound Santa Fe at Bowles. So watch for activity there. It is backed up to at least Bellevue. Staples has everything you need, always in stock and at low prices. Stop by your local Staples today so your small business can take advantage of the back-to-school deals at Staples, the back-to-school specialty store. I'm Chris McLaughlin. With traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. To third, Phil Brown. That'll score two. Guriel, he's going to get a green light. He's going to clear the bases. 3 nothing, Houston. Well, the team star for offense goes up 3 nothing. And the Rockies haven't put it out in their pocket yet. Again, the only good news out of that Rockies game last night, it opened up other opportunities. You could watch other television shows. It was over early. 12-1 the final. And I knew we would get to this point, and you predicted as much yesterday. I said going in, get a, get a, get a series split in Houston. And all is well. That's all I wanted was a series split. They yep. beat Verlander the night before. And you got it. And I'm happy. I'm happy. And you said yesterday, you watch. 
Rocky's going to get rocked, and you're going to come in all happy and field day. Sure enough. I'm happy. I'm happy. They I got don't care. Shelled. I don't care if it's 12-1 or 2-1. No matter to me. The last Two of the last three times Tyler Anderson has started, yes, he's given up six runs in the first two innings. Yes, he did it again concern. last night. Then they go to Musgrave. I mean, Billy Musgrave might not be the worst Musgrave in Colorado <laughs> sports. This guy can't get anybody out. He the gave only, up three runs in two innings. The only good news to emerge from last night is that Chris Russin, Looked a little bit more like Chris Russell. He did. Pitched an inning in two thirds, didn't give up any hits. And they need him. Didn't down walk the anybody. They need a lefty in the bully. And they look, need him. Musgrave's the guy that he's in the bullpen to come in and, and burn innings and exactly. mop up time. Exactly. It doesn't matter if he gives up three runs because they lost 12 1 instead of 9 1. Who cares? I get it, but that guy is not good. You know, where do you fall on that, by the way? Obviously, Tyler Anderson did not have his A, B, or C game. And he's just giving up hits left and right. He's yeah. getting tattered. And I read somewhere, well, he he's going to have to to work it out because they can't you know they can't stress the bullpen. I'd let him pitch a whole damn game. At one point, what does it matter? Let uh, him go. But if you if you're looking long term, who, who's more important to this team, Anderson or Musgrave? Okay, from that I understand. I but mean, if it's it's about innings pitched and. and Sure. thrown, yes. But I bring Musgrave in in the second or third inning at that point and say, you're pitching until we get to the seventh or eighth, so if you give up 27 runs, that's, that's on so you. be it. It's all you, Musgrave. Yeah. Uh, so now they go to Atlanta. Atlanta's got a fellow by the name of uh, Ronald Acuna. If you missed it yesterday, he got plunked by the very first pitch of the game. Marlins pitcher hits him right in the elbow. Why? Because Acuna's too good. Because Acuna hit three straight leadoff home runs, five straight homers in five straight games. They couldn't get him out. He kept hitting dongs. So their response was to hit him in the elbow. And uh, and now you wonder, is that just code? Is that just what baseball players do? Is it right? Is it horse blank? I mean, what is your reaction to the Florida Marlins doing what they did? Miami Marlins doing what they did to Acuna. Uh, I don't have any problem with it. it, it to me, it, it's similar to... Fouling a guy who's making jumper after jumper after jumper. At some point, you got to do something to why try not and just, slow him down. Why not just walk him? It's the same thing. You're putting him on first base. Yeah, but this one involves pain. Well, so you're, you're making you're making him what? a little less comfortable in the batter's box. The same reason why. Hey, if you've been making floating jumper after floating jumper drive into the lane, well, I'm going to knock you down. So next time you drive to the lane, you flinch a little bit and think, "Oh, am I going to get knocked on my butt?" It's the same concept. The, the greatest show of respect I think I've ever seen in a baseball game. The year that Barry Bonds uh, murdered the home run record, he was playing in Arizona. Bases loaded. It was a close game. Bases loaded, Barry Bonds at the plate. You know what they did? Walked him. They walked him. Yeah. They walked Barry Bonds. Which was probably the smart play. They walked the guy to bring in a run. Barry Bonds that season hit 73 home runs, and I don't know the exact number, but I'll bet he saw 150 strikes. Like, they never threw him a strike. That guy was in a zone. If you threw him anything at all hittable, he was going to drill it. So walking him and giving up one run was the prudent move. Okay, so why not walk Acuna is all I'm saying. You can oh. make it very easy. Keith Hernandez said it said it best. Look, you, you hit him in the rib cage, you hit him in the backside, you don't throw at their head, you don't throw at their neck. It wasn't going to injure him. Uh, it, that's that's the way you do it. You want to make him, the reason you hit him instead of just walking him, is you want to make him less comfortable the next time he steps into the batter's box. That's the whole concept. I just like that Urena now holds the record for the shortest pitching performance in Major League history, and what you're not going to beat it. What pitch? I, don't, I mean, if you don't, if you go out to the hill and you start arguing with the umpire before you throw a pitch and he boots you, 
Did you officially start? Hold on a second. There was another pitcher, a Rockies pitcher, a reliever, who years ago came into a game, threw the ball to first, got an out, never threw a pitch. I can't remember the name. Somebody on the text line helped me out. 30933. He never registered an official pitch. He sat on the mound, threw to first, got the out, and left the game. But this guy, is that's the shortest start. I don't know how you could beat it. So he's he's officially set a record that so, will never be so matched. So you think that comes from the skipper? That, that those instructions come straight from the manager? I mean, they have to, right? This guy doesn't. I mean, he doesn't do that himself. I would assume, yeah, it comes from it comes from the skipper. Everybody was in on that. The pitching coach is in on that. Uh, the rest of the players are in on that. That was the that was the setup going out there. He doesn't do that on his own. All right. So the uh, Rockies lose. They're now a game and a half behind Arizona. The Dodgers won in extras last night. They beat the uh, the Giants. So the Dodgers and Rockies both one and a half games out. Dodgers have 57 losses. Rockies have 56. Diamondbacks have 55. Glendale Tom with the tweet of the uh, text of the morning so far. I'm hoping that both of you, 54 minutes into the show, mention the NL West win-loss totals at some point. <laughs> we did it yesterday in a span of about 10 seconds. All of us uh, on the show. All three of us. Uh, look, and I know you are happy that they got the split, and you don't care that they lost 12-1, oh, and you were wait, skipping on, around on, Lakewood and Golden hold yesterday on. and were gleeful. Hold on. I'm happy they got the split. I always care when they lose, but I don't care enough to pull my hair out. Here's, I'm not... I'm not going to sit myself in a straitjacket in the corner and just glove on coffee like you're doing right now. Here's my concern with the Rockies. They keep getting close, right? They get within a half a game, they get within a, a, a game, and then they fall back. It's like when you go on a hike and you're like, oh, there's the top. And you get to the top and then, oh, crap, that's not the top. There's the top. And it's just over and over and over again. It's like that team that just can't get over the hump. They get close, but they can't get there at some point. They can't lose 12-1 when they're a game out of first place. You gotta take advantage of the situation. You gotta take advantage that you're there, and they just don't do it. But they're also playing the toughest schedule in baseball again. Ah, uh, they're playing a team that lost nine straight home games. 42 straight games against teams with winning records. 42 straight. Most in the major leagues. And here they are, a game and a half back. Calm down. Okay, at some point, you're going to tell me to calm down, and it's going to be October, and they're not going to be in the playoffs because they got within a game. On the text line, uh, Barry Bonds does not get enough credit for having maybe the best eye in baseball history. You're right. You're right. Because those of us who are old enough to remember Barry Bonds before he became the big head, Barry Bonds, he was a hell of a player in Pittsburgh when he was skinny. Well, it's the issue I have with the people who get all upset with him about uh, the PED thing. That didn't help help him have a it better eye. It didn't change eye. his eye. It didn't change his batting eye whatsoever. You're right about his. He was the same player with the eye, but he didn't need the PEDs. That was, you know, what that was. That was a narcissistic reaction. Well, that was a. That was a. Everybody else is doing it. Those guys are getting credit for home runs. I'm going to do it too. And you know, unless you're in that spot, it's hard to understand. But he was a great hitter before. He was a great hitter after. It but, did not change his ability to hit a baseball. But who got except farther? Who got all the attention? It was McGuire and Maguire. Sosa. Yeah. And if you know they're cheating and they're getting all the I attention, I, I think it's very uh, Pollyanna to say, "Well, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have taken anything to try and get the attention to." That's really easy to say when you're not in the situation. Uh, from the text line, so Manchester is pro throw it guys, but anti fighting guy and anti yeah. haircut guy. Yeah. That's so, exactly right. So one you, is one machismo is in the course. works in baseball, but not in other sports. No, that's. I don't think yesterday was machismo. It was trying to figure out an alternative means of of getting a guy out. 
or getting in a guy's head and and, and trying to find victory. I don't uh, I don't have any problem with that. Just like I don't have any problem with a hard foul. It's not the same yeah. thing as bullying a teammate in the locker room. And this not. text now, uh, Vic, I would love to punch your nasally voice in the face right now. So uh, would I. Barry Bonds, the year he hit 73 home runs, also led the uh, led the league in walks. That's sick. 177 yeah, walks. That's sick. What so, a guy. Well, like I say, I don't know the exact number, but that guy didn't get very many pitches to hit. He yeah. didn't. And he still hit 73 home runs. That's remarkable. Hey, uh, you have any of that uh, bee pollen on you by chance? No, and I didn't take any this morning. I was hoping you still had some of the stash. It's my left nasal. My I've been hooking you up for passage. three weeks. Where did it's it all like, go? It's my left ventricle in my nose. It's Where did clawed. it all go, When Vic? we come back, our Power 5 question of the day, Vic Lombardi show live from the Sanctuary Golf Course, the Joe Sackick Charity Tournament, all day today. We're here, Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Sunday night, the Rapids are in the City of Angels to take on LAFC. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Vic Lombardi Show. Joe Sackick Charity Tournament here at Sanctuary Golf Course in Sedalia. By the way, I just come to find out the Sanctuary, which uh, holds these charity tournaments, been doing so for years. Uh, they do it three days a week. Uh, we had uh, my tournament with National Jewish Hospital here about a month ago. They just surpassed the 100 million mark in dollars raised for charity golf. 100 million dollars raised over the life of this golf course in charity tournaments. That is astounding. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's amazing, and it's what three days a week. It's um, Tuesday, Wednesday, no Monday, Tuesday, Thursday yes. that they hold uh, tournaments up here. So yeah, that's a that's an incredible number. It's invite only. For those of you who've ever had the opportunity, the privilege to play Sanctuary, you can understand why it's invite only. It's as cool as it gets. And the scene behind us is uh, we await the arrival of Joe Sackick and all of his friends. The Joe Sackick Golf Invitational. We hope to talk to Joe at some point during the course of this day. Of course, Scott and Julie follow our program. The Broncos are back at it at Dove Valley today against the Bears. Day two of the joint practice sessions. Uh, no real fights yesterday. Nothing of that nature. Nope. We'll see what day two holds. I saw Garrett Bowles get into it. You know, Garrett Bowles, I don't know if he's nasty or if he does that on purpose. I don't know if he's that, if that's his personality or if he rubs guys the wrong way. When they're doing those blocking drills with the Bears yesterday, the one guy that took all the grief was Garrett Bowles. Now, he took all the grief in terms of he was getting under the Bears' skin because yes. he kept blocking them, or he was the guy that kept getting his butt kicked? I don't know. Or was he back to his old tricks of, I can't block anybody, so I'll hold them? 
All I can tell you is there was some back and forth with Garrett Bowles. Well, and Garrett Bowles needs to be one of those guys that brings a little nasty. They need that. They do. We see Orlando Franklin out there all the time. Orlando Franklin brought that to the offensive line when, when he was here. He was a guy that was a little chippy, a little nasty. You have to have some of those guys on your roster. I'm not sure they do at this point, or they don't have as many as they used to. So if Garrett Bowles can fill that role, that'd be great. Ask me, Vic, what is your biggest concern regarding these Denver Broncos after three weeks of training camp? Ask me that question, just the way I asked it to you. Vic, what is your biggest concern about these Denver Broncos after uh, three weeks of training the camp? The offensive line remains my chief concern. Yeah, I would I would agree with it that. It remains the one team, the one position that until you see them play a real game, it's almost impossible to assess. I wasn't happy with what I saw against Minnesota, I can tell you that. Both well, first and second team. There were there were three major problems last year, and I don't know that they've solved any of them. One, offensively, they couldn't block anybody. That that was a big problem. Defensively, they couldn't stop the run. That didn't appear to be solved against Minnesota. And then they had a, they had trouble covering tight ends and running backs. Now the Vikings didn't do a ton of that, but I don't know that any of those problems have been solved. Here's why I'm not a big fan of training camp, and I'm not a big fan of what you see in practice. Uh, suddenly becomes what you see in games because it's all fake news. Yesterday, there was a great pass that Case Keenum threw 40 yards down the field, left sideline, hauled in by Cortland Sutton. He jumped over somebody. After that play, Emmanuel Sanders makes three moves and leaves Kyle Fuller in his wake to make mm-hmm. a great. And I'm looking at this stuff and everybody's tweeting, oh my God, blah, blah. And I'm saying to myself, who cares? That's not football. No. That's a one-on-one quarterback with no pressure throwing to a receiver covered by one DB. Yeah. You should be able to win that battle in your sleep. If you don't win that battle 85, 90% of the time, You're doing something you wrong. can't play. That's not football. Not at all. That is nothing close to football. Until you add the other elements of the game, then it's football. So to watch these one-on-one battles and suddenly jump to conclusions and say, oh, well, this guy's, Phil Lindsay's getting the best of their linebackers. So? Let me see what happens in the course of a game when the the rush is on and the line has to contain a block. Let me see if Case Keenum has enough time to throw that 40-yard sideline pattern. That's Let exactly right. Let me see right. if Emmanuel Sanders has enough time to make two moves before he beats Kyle Fuller. None of that matters unless they have time. And that's why I go back to the offensive line continues to be the biggest worry, cause for concern for me. It's not only pass protection, too. They didn't run the ball very well last year. And most of that got blamed on Devontae Booker and C.J. Anderson. Okay, it's not as though they had gaping holes to run through and they just were incapable of doing it. So I don't disagree with you that offensive line is a huge question mark. And I'm not sure adding you know, Jared Valdeer and promoting Connor McGovern is the panacea that everybody thinks it is. All right. I like this Power 5 question of the day because it applies to uh, something I noticed last night in the Rockies game, albeit a blowout Rockies loss, but it did not change uh, my attitude toward one Nolan Arenado. Let's roll the Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. And any kind of dirt ball, you have an aggressive, fast guy at third in Blackman. Here we go. High fly ball, deep left field. Way back. Oh, Rockies win it. How do you look back? Oh, and Bob 
vicious cycle. That is Nolan Arenado, walk-off cycle from Father's Day a year ago. He's done it a couple times this year, not the walk-off cycle, but big hit after big hit. He did it in Milwaukee. He did it the other night. And then last night, it wasn't a hit critical to a win by any means. They lost the game 12-1. But it proved to me how valuable Nolan Arenado really is. Last night, he's in the batter's box. They're getting drilled. It's 6-7-0 at the time. They're out of the game. And uh, Garrett Cole goes high and tight, little chin music in Arenado, and he tries to get out of the way. In trying to get out of the way, the bat comes down, they call him for a strike. He is hot. He, he is not mad. happy with the first base umpire. He is mad because they call strike one on him, and all he was trying to do was get out of the way. He didn't want to get tattooed in the face. And uh, you could see the wheels turning. You could seal. You could see the angry and the intensity in his eyes. So what does he do? A couple pitches later, he lines a single right up the middle. Yeah. I mean, he just sits in, and you knew it was coming. You just sensed it was coming. Nolan Arenado is wired that way. When things get tough, when when he almost gets knocked down, he picks it up a notch. I think he is the most clutch athlete in town. He has the most competitive fire of any athlete in town, and. In this Power 5 question of the day, he's my answer. Who is the fiercest competitor in Denver sports history? Well, not now, history. He's not going to win when it comes to history, but that was a great moment last night, and it was you, you could tell he was ticked at the first base umpire, not just because he chirped at him, but like one or two pitches later, he fouled one off. It went to the backstop. And he kicked the ball. And he, he rolled, ran over and kicked the ball. He, he was, was like so 20 bad. feet from home plate. He was just trying to, to get the steam out. Look, and I, and I give this guy... Uh, I guess a lot of criticism or grief or whatever people want to call him, call it. The most competitive athlete I've ever seen, ever, also played 16 years here. Yeah. John Elway's the most competitive person I've ever seen. In what manner? Because uh, competition takes on different faces. That is, that's a guy who just, um, he, he I, I remember a game against the Raiders. And they weren't playing very well. They were losing. And he, he runs toward the, the Raiders' sideline. And Winston Moss knocks him, knocks him out of bounds, knocks him under the visiting team bench. And you could just see this sw- switch flip. And John would get that look in his eye. And all of a sudden, you're like, uh-oh, here, they, here we go. They're, they're going to be fine now. Sure enough, he leads them to a couple touchdowns. They win the game in the fourth quarter. He was just the most competitive person I've ever seen. He would do anything to win. He showed it in Super Bowl 32. He's 37 years old. And he's doing the helicopter play. He just was, uh, he was a guy that didn't want to lose at anything. I mean, he sold his ping pong table or pool table or whatever the first time he lost on it. So he was that guy to me. By the way, what's with quarterbacks and their ability to dominate in ping pong? Because Case Keenum says he's only lost once or twice in his life. Uh, well, maybe he only, he just doesn't play very well. Oh, much. no, no. He, he beats everybody in every franchise he's played for. It's just, like, a, it's just an example. Those guys are such tremendous athletes. You know, that's crazy. They pick up darts, and they're going to be great at it. One thing I learned about Case Keenum in talking to him. So here he is in the NFL. He's a starting quarterback. He was also an all-state basketball player. He was also the kicker on his football team. He kicked a 47-yarder in the state championship game. He's good at everything he does. He's probably he's a, a scratch scra- golfer. He is. He's a .8 handicap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those. Are, that's why they just have tremendous hand-eye coordination, so they're going to dominate at things like ping-pong. All right, so the most competitive athlete in Denver sports history, 30933 is the text line, 30933. A lot of good ones coming in, and I agree with all of these. Uh, uh, 2883 says Peter Forsberg. Remember the sure. look in Peter Forsberg's eye when he'd have the puck in a corner? He'd be double-teamed. Guys would be slew-footing him left and right. They'd be 
because it's a different game now than it was 10, 15 years ago. He would get punished. Yeah. And then he would dominate. He'd give it right back. He was one of the few players I remember who was able to skate down the ice and actually give back as much as he received. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great recommendation. If you're going to go Abzo, it's hard not to go with Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh's on the list. I mean, we saw it when he was coaching here, too. His first game as, uh, as, the, coach, as the coach, first game behind the bench, he's uh, tearing down the stanchion, the, the, the plexiglass. I mean, he just was as competitive as they come. More on the text line from Devin. I'm not a Tebow fan, but that man, boy, could he compete. Very good point. Very uh, good point. Kyle's, All the way till the end. Kyle says, Nathan McKinnon he plays on the energy of the game, scores when it's needed the most, a true athlete. Do you remember the final final period? What game was it against Nashville this year where he put on an absolute clinic with the puck? Was it game three or four where they could not stop him? Where he basically made them look foolish. He made all their D-men look foolish, their goalie look foolish. He put the team on his back and said, follow me. A great player, an elite player, I don't think we've seen enough of the big situations that he's been in to, to put him in this category, but I think it's, we can be optimistic that he'll fall into this category. Uh, this text is funny. Paxton Lynch is in a competition every year and loses to superior talent, but damn it, he's James Guy and he's competitive. He's not my guy. <laughs> I don't know why people, how many times do I have to say it? Oh, if you, if you're just not gleeful and skipping down Potomac when the guy gets benched, then he's your guy. Because you're fair to him, he's your guy. Okay. Because you don't make fun of him because he cried. He's your guy. When we come right. back, the list of all lists, we do it every Tuesday and Thursday. Manchester's got this one. The ten biggest draft busts in Broncos history. Ten worst draftees in the history of the Denver Broncos. That's next on Altitude 950. The Nuggets, the Avalanche, and Denver's best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Do not spoil my hot take. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you feeling the aches and pains of growing older? Do your knees and back ache? Well, my friends, I've got a solution for you, and it is the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Listen, after my 10-year NFL career, I had plenty of aches and pains that I just needed fixed if I was going to live a happy life. And one of the ways I did so while avoiding surgery was through stem cell therapy. I had stem cells placed in my knee, and I was, in fact, able to continue to play in the NFL for one more year. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics offers the best in stem cell therapy. They are an independent physician-owned office that has MRI on the premises. That means lower costs and less time. And if you need something beyond stem cells, they have over 40 years of collective experience with knee, elbow, back, and neck surgeons who can help you live pain-free. So give my friends a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. Are you in for 90? Enjoy a craft beer and a game courtesy of Odell Brewing Company and the Colorado Rapids. Oh, what a goal! What an absolute peach from Edgar Castillo! The Rapids take on Rail Salt Lake in the final leg of the Rocky Mountain Cup on August 25th at 7pm at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Starting at just $29, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. 
You still driving trucks for a living? Yeah, but I'm never home, and it's getting old with me and my family. How long are you gone? At least two to three weeks at a time. Huh. You know, my brother drives for Safeway, and they're looking for a few drivers. How's he like it? Well, he really seems to be happier than he was at his last driving job. Do you happen to know what their requirements are or what they pay? Well, I know that you're over 21 and have a Class A CDL. Yes, sir. And I bet you have at least two years of all-season and mountain driving experience. That I do. My brother doesn't do long hauls, and he's back home at the end of his shift. He says he's going to retire working for Safeway. Sounds great. He also told me the new starting pay is twenty-five fifty-six an hour, with a potential bonus of up to $12,500. Plus, they offer a great benefits package. Wow. Uh, can we call your brother so I can apply? No need. Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com and fill out the application. Hang on. I'm pulling up their website on my phone. Did you say SafewayDenverDC.com? Yep, that's it. Thanks, man. My family will be so happy if I get this job. He is a leader. He is a winner. He's a modern-day Will Rogers. Coach Lou Holtz is a special guest at this year's anniversary gala to benefit Father Woody's Haven of Hope. Twenty years ago, Father Woody's Haven of Hope opened its doors to shelter and care for the homeless and less fortunate. To help continue their mission, join us for an evening of cocktails, dinner, silent auction, and the wit and wisdom of Coach Lou Holtz. Saturday, September 22nd at the Hyatt Regency. For individual and group tickets, visit frwoodyshavenofhope.org. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Eastbound delays right now, C-470 between Kipling and Platte Canyon. Eastbound I-270 jamming I-25 to past York. Traffic is brought to you by Orkin. If you're on eastbound I-70, expect the worst of it to be before Pecos out through to Brighton Boulevard with stop-and-go traffic. Every home is unique. That's why Orkin relies on the latest science to get rid of pests. Visit Orkin.com today. Orkin, pest control down to a science. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. He was a Regarding our Power 5 question of the day here on the Vic Lombardi Show, most competitive athlete in Denver sports history. Are you putting Nolan ahead of John? No, no, I just said this year, Nolan. Oh, okay, okay. But you said of all time earlier, and then I said John, and you laughed at me like I was bringing up... I might put Forsberg number one. Ahead of John? Uh, There's some things Forsberg did that people don't know. You you know the year that he lost his um, uh, spleen? Yeah. Remember that? So... He wanted to play again. He wanted to play in He that. didn't lose it. He had it removed. Well, I mean, he knew where he got, it was. He got it freaking punctured Yeah. In a, in a hit, in a game. He goes to the chop house that night, and he tells his friends, I can't, I don't feel right. You know, I have indigestion. Finds out that his spleen needs to be removed yeah. immediately. Ruptured spleen would make you not feel right. So you figure he's out for the rest of the playoff series, and he was. He was out for the rest of the, uh, the entire run. A couple weeks later, he's at Pepsi Center. And this is right before the Stanley Cup Finals. And he's sitting on top of one of those exercise balls, doing some sort of, I don't know, jujitsu move. I don't know what you do on those things. And he is actually up there trying to rehab himself to play in that series. This is two weeks removed from a punctured, ruptured spleen. And he's trying to play hockey. That was the craziest thing I've ever witnessed. No. I saw him in the hallway, and I'm like, are you nuts? I'm with you, and I'm not questioning that he should be on the list. I just saw John Elway play through all sorts of pain, all sorts of injuries, get hit time after time after time, and keep coming back for more. 
Uh, I would say he's probably the toughest athlete to ever play in Colorado and the most competitive. Uh, four three four four. Bradley Van Pelt, extremely competitive, dislocated his elbow, popped it back in, did not miss a play in the game. He was competitive. Oh, he's playing against JV teams. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember that shot to Roderick Sneed's helmet in the uh, Rocky Mountain Showdown when uh, CSU won that game. 65-22. competitive move. 65-22-2. I think that's the all-time record. But uh, Super Joe. Let's keep talking about one of the few they won. A lot of texters uh, chime in with Super Joe. And that's the thing about being competitive. Just because you're animated doesn't always make you competitive. True. You can be quietly competitive. Right? Ray Bork was quietly competitive. Yes. You don't have to be grinding your teeth out there putting on a show. All right, let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. We do this every Tuesday and Thursday. The list of all lists, uh, top ten on whatever topic we like. And today the topic provided by One Manchester is? It's the top ten biggest draft bust in Broncos history. The reason being, a lot of people are new to town. All right, that's not you their mean, fault. You mean everybody. Yes. And so I'm playing my native card here of all these people who are coming in and saying, Paxton Lynch, biggest bust in Broncos history. Try having a little uh, point of reference that goes beyond like 2008. So I wanted to provide, it's it's educational. Okay. That Paxton Lynch looks like he's heading down the path of a bust, but he ain't the first one in Broncos history. Roll it. The Dick Lombardi Show presents. Most for dramatic effect. The list of all lists. Here's number 10. Despite being too small to play the position, the Broncos spent a second-round pick in 2015 on this tackle out of Colorado State. Over the course of seven starts across the next two seasons, he was a turnstile on both the right and left sides of the line, getting the quarterback mauled at an alarming rate. It is Ty Sambrilo. Wow, you are just trolling right now. You are trolling CSU. He was a second-round pick you that are started tr- seven games. You are trolling the He Rams. made seven starts. You are the troll of all trolls right he now. He made Vic Beasley so much money, he couldn't block anybody. Next. Here's number nine. With John Elway already on the roster, it was silly to spend the 25th overall pick in the 1992 draft on a quarterback. Two years later, this UCLA product was shipped to New York after going 0-4, throwing six touchdowns and nine picks during his four starts in the orange and blue. He is Tommy Maddox. Oh, man. Remember when the day Dan Reeves said he was the future quarterback and he did come back, though, for Pittsburgh he years did. later. He and was actually played pretty well. He was out of the league for like yeah. five years. The XFL was kind of the yeah. way he got back into football. But as a Bronco, he started four games, yeah. was 0-4. He threw a total of six touchdowns, nine picks. And the, the pick is just even worse because you already had John Elway. Yeah. He Elway wanted him to take Carl Pickens, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. They needed help at that position. Dan Reeves takes Tommy Maddox. The plan was to trade John Elway to the Redskins. Can you believe that? They had the deal can in you place. Believe that? And Pat Bowlen squashed Just, it. Just can you believe that? That's where the leadership of an owner yep. and having that present owner makes all the difference. How in the much world. different would Bronco history be if they'd yep. have made that move? Next, here's number eight. A great performance in the national championship game propelled this pass rusher from Florida up NFL draft boards in 2007. The Broncos wound up taking him at number 17. During his time in Denver, he started one game and recorded a measly three and a half sacks. He is Jarvis Moss. Oh, God, I remember Jarvis. Jarvis Moss. Did he have an issue? Did he get in trouble? Did he have a 
a run-in with the substance abuse policy as I well. I believe he yeah. did. Yep, sort I think that is correct. Scarred his stay here. In um, but just a guy that was like tall. He was overly tall for yeah. the position. Yeah. But he just, yeah, I think it was down in, in Arizona in a national championship game when Florida won it. He had a great game. He was all over the field. He was in the backfield constantly. And, and Mike Shanahan fell in love with him. He couldn't play. You know, this is why a lot of coaches, it is said, that they stay away from these elite programs. Because, like Alabama, for example, you're surrounded by all this great stuff. Yeah. You're going to look good. You're going to You're going to look good on tape. You have talent left and right of you that you can't help but look good. Yeah. Next. Here's number seven. When he was taken with the 11th overall pick in the 1993 draft, this defensive end from Toledo was touted as the Broncos' next great pass rusher. During his fir- during his four seasons in Denver, however, he only managed to sack the quarterback four times. His later success with the Chiefs just added salt to the wound. He is Dan Williams. Dan Williams. God, he had a body on him, though, right? He, he looked, looked the part. He looked the part, and he, he couldn't stay healthy. To his defense, he couldn't stay healthy when he was in Denver because he went to the Chiefs and had a pretty decent career, but still not the kind of numbers you expect from a guy who's taken 11th overall. God, he was 11th pick overall yeah. that year? That is nuts. All right, that's number seven. What's the next one? Here's number six. After a dazzling freshman season at Ohio State, this running back ran into all sorts of off-the-field problems in Columbus. Nonetheless, Mike Shanahan spent a third-round pick on him in 2005. After spending most of training camp, quote, getting his goose on, he was cut before the season began. He is Maurice Claret. Oh, God. You know, he had vodka yeah. in his Gatorade water bottle yeah. at practice. I can't help but laugh, but at the same time, I am proud of Maurice Claret. Me too. Uh, I, I visited with him about a year ago. He came through town, and what he's done to turn his life around, he served a jail sentence. He, he was did. in prison. He did. And he wrote a book, and now he is uh, completely uh, rehabbed. He's rehabbed his uh, personality, his reputation. He helps people. He goes around, talks to groups, talks to student-athletes. I think he's the kind of guy that a team should hire. What not to do? How not to go about it? I agree, and he's kind of like Ryan Leaf, right? He's he's rehabbed himself yes. uh, in more ways than one. But in terms of being a draft pick, he was awful. He never played a game for the Broncos. You're right about that. Next, here's number five. During two lackluster seasons with the Broncos, this 2003 second round selection racked up a grand total of six tackles. Six. That's not exactly the kind of production Denver was hoping for. When they grabbed the middle linebacker out of Kansas State with the 51st pick, he is Terry Pierce. God, I forgot about Terry a Pierce. A middle linebacker with six tackles in his career. And he's a second-rounder? Second-round pick. Six. You know, six when, tackles. when you're dealing with late first-rounders, second-round, they're, they're pretty much the same pick, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're picking 25 on, you're, you're pretty much first, second, you call it whatever you want. You can't miss on a guy like that. The 51st overall pick needs to at least be a starter for your team for a few years. He shouldn't rack up six tackles. I agree. Next. Here's number four. Despite all sorts of injury issues, the Broncos spent the 51st overall pick. They didn't have a lot of luck with that number. In the 2001 draft on this defensive end out of Marshall, he never stepped foot on a field in Denver. Not in practice, not in the preseason, not in a real game. He never donned a freaking helmet. Not once. He is Paul Tobiesi. Paul Tobiesi. He never what even the, practiced. What the hell? Did he have that knee injury? Yeah, and yeah. they knew it when they drafted him in the second round, again, with the 51st overall pick. He never even went out for an OTA, ever. 
Uh, this uh, text came in just now from 5090. Nice list of 10 people nobody knows about. Well, this is why we're giving you the list, my man. Maybe you should know something yeah. about Welcome this Welcome to Denver. Welcome dude. to Denver. For those of you who are not from here, this is Denver history, okay? This is a history class for you. You're welcome. That's The reason you don't know about them is because they're bust. Thank you for telling me that the list is accurate. Go All on. Right. Here's number three. In 2009, Josh McDaniels traded a first-round pick the next season in order to grab this diminutive cornerback with the 37th overall selection. He lasted one year in Denver, having never started a game. He had zero picks and seven tackles as a Bronco. What makes it worse? The first-rounder that was traded to Seattle turned into oh, a guy named yeah. Earl Thomas. I know where Thomas. this is going. This is such, this Alfonso is Smith. Oh, my God. Alfonso Smith. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen somebody trade a future first for a second. So in 2009, they traded the 2010 first rounder to get Alfonso Smith with the 37th pick. That number 15 overall pick the next year, Seattle took Earl freaking Unbelievable. Next. Here's number two. Looking to find an ever-elusive third receiver, the Broncos took this Tennessee wideout at the end of the first round. During one forgettable 1998 season in Denver, he hauled in a grand total of four passes for 76 yards and never found his way into the end zone. He was gone the next year. He was a first-round pick, taken 30th overall. He caught four passes in his career, not just with Denver, period. Wow. He is Marcus Nash. Marcus Nash. You know, he had that, again, that SEC talent, right? He yep. has that SEC yep. pedigree. Watch out. It's Mark. Did he play with Peyton? Must have if he was taken in yeah. 98. He had to have played. Yeah. It, not, it, not 88. 98. 98. Yeah. Yeah, he had to have played with Peyton if that's the case. All right, finally, the number one. Here's number one. At his introductory press conference in 1988, head coach Dan Reeves was shocked to find out that this first-round pick was shorter than him. The nose tackle was quickly <laughs> traded to New Orleans before the season, where he played a grand total of three career games. The Broncos landed Sean Knight in return, another monumental bust. He is the biggest bust in Broncos draft history. Welcome to Denver if you've never heard of him. His yeah. name is Ted Gregory. You know what's interesting about those drafts back then? Now it's you know so scientific and analytical and hands-on. They never met the guy. Never met him. Dan Reeves is standing they at the podium, the looks guy. at him, and is like, oh, my God, you're shorter than me, and you're our new nose tackle? They just looked at tape and never physically met the guy. That's a bust. I mean, these guys are people who, who had four career catches, played three career games, never stepped on a field. That's a bust. You can say what you want about Paxton Lynch, and he's disappointing, but you tell me which of these ten guys, Ty Sambrilo, Tommy Maddox, Jarvis Moss, Dan Williams, Maurice Claret, Terry Pierce, Paul Toviesi, Alfonso Smith, Marcus Nash, Ted Gregory. You tell me which one of those he's wow. a bigger bust than. You can't. And you know what? I, can. I left yes, about I eight can. guys off yes. this list. I there, can. I had. I was 18 or 19 deep. Yes. And you know whose name I never typed? Paxton Lynch. Didn't type well, it. You're once. wrong. Because Paxton not. Lynch is a bigger bust than Tommy Maddox, who actually had a career in this league. Not with later. the Broncos. He was 0 and 4. But he had a career in the league. Paxton so, Lynch may never play. What do you do for league? Denver? Paxton Lynch no. has already won more games already as a Broncos starting quarterback than Tommy Maddox. Because Tommy Maddox had a big goose egg. You, you know, I Zero. love you. I love you. and I love your uh, ability to engage. I love your history lesson because we we both remember all of these players. But the fact you don't have the pirate on this list makes it meaningless, useless, (laughs) and 
frankly, he, he won a game as a Broncos quarterback. Maddox didn't. That 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 I don't know how you can argue that. All right, what did we leave off the list? Some of the textures have their own recommendations. Three zero nine three three. That's three zero nine three three. Reaction to Manchester's list of all lists. The ten biggest draft busts in Broncos history. Ooh, here's one you've forgotten. We'll get to it. I didn't next. forget him. I didn't put him on the list. Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. The Colorado Avalanche season is almost here. And the home of the Avs, Altitude 950, is giving you the chance to paint the ice. Go to the contest page at Altitude950.com and enter to win two tickets for the exclusive Paint the Ice Party, including brunch at Club Lexus, plus your chance to beat mascot Bernie and the Ram Trucks Avalanche Ice Girls. The Denver Museum of Nature and Science is proud to present Mindbender Mansion, a quirky place full of puzzles and brain teasers that put minds of all ages to the test. For more info, visit dmns.org. When powerful storms in late June damaged over a 1,000 vehicles at Johnson Auto Plaza, insurance adjusters ordered every vehicle sold, regardless of profit. It was game on. Hi, this is Alan Roach from My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza with a hail liquidation update. Since the incredible storms hit, hundreds of hail-damaged vehicles have been sold at Johnson, saving buyers thousands on top of summer clearance event incentives. The response has been overwhelming. Hectic, that's for sure. But there's plenty more deeply discounted cars and trucks to sell. Some vehicles have already been repaired and still being offered with thousands of dollars off. Clearly marked with a yellow dot on the windshield. These are side-by-side with many vehicles that have not been repaired with even bigger discounts. The Johnson family's committed to doing what it takes to sell every new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler on their lot, regardless of profit. Don't miss this special buying opportunity at Johnson's. You'll be amazed at the savings. Just north of on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from Potestio Brothers Equipment in Parker and enjoy for home or play. Visit pbequip.com. Hey, guys, Scott Hastings here. Get back in the game. Did you know that one out of every three men over 40 may have low testosterone? Low T levels can make you feel tired, grumpy. Do you know your numbers? Hey, Low T Center makes it quick and easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test. You'll know your results in about 20 minutes. Their service is even covered by most health insurance. Give them a call, 303-451-5698. That's 303-451-5698. LowTCenter.com is always open. The Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andrew 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it. My pants are, like, falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger. Try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. 
I love your new floors. Aren't they gorgeous? We need to get something new. Simply Floors. Simply Floors? A Simply Floors flooring design consultant came over with samples to show us what our new floor would look like in here. She was great. She came here? Much better than the big box store. You can really see what your new floor looks like in your house. Bet it's expensive. Not at all. Simply Floors prices are just as low. In fact, we looked at something that was actually less expensive. Simply Floors was less expensive than the big box? We were floored. (laughs) Funny. We do everything we can to make shopping for flooring and carpet simple. This is Buddy Mitchell with Simply Floors. Our goal is to help you find a beautiful, durable floor that fits your lifestyle and budget, whether it's carpet or hard surface. Our design consultants come to your home with our samples. Our prices are competitive. Check out our website at simplyfloorsinc.com and schedule your in-home consultation. That's simplyfloorsinc.com, where we make buying a floor simple and stress-free. Training Camp 2018, Altitude 950, is on the case. This Training Camp Update, brought to you by Honda Power Sports. The Broncos and Bears will clash Saturday night for preseason game number two. How is star pass rusher Von Miller and the first team defense going to wreck Mitch Trubisky and the Bears? Uh, Mitch, Mitch is a great quarterback. Uh, I think it would be uh, the offensive scheme and the players they have, that he has around him, he'd be great. He was great last year. Um, he was great in college as well. He's uh, he's that franchise quarterback. Um, you you got to not let him scramble and not let him complete passes. I think that's the, the same game plan every week. This update is powered by Honda. Get your brand new Honda EU2200 portable generator at your local Honda power equipment dealer. Altitude 950 traffic update. Although speeds are improving and it's been kind of quiet this morning as far as any major delays because of accidents, we still have some slow areas of traffic. Traffic is brought to you by CC's. Expect that northbound I-25 stop and go Bellevue to 225 southbound, heavy through downtown and between the Washington Street Bridge to past Yale. Now at CC's, new endless meat eater and supreme pan pizza on the buffet starting at just $5.99. Only at CC's, prices and participation vary. Restrictions apply. I'm Chris McLaughlin. Flynnwood traffic on altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Dick Party Show live at the Sanctuary Golf Course in beautiful Sedalia, where we will be visiting with Joe Sackick and the likes later on this morning. Joe Sackick. Golf tournament, the charity golf tournament benefiting Food Bank of the Rockies every year this time. Does a wonderful job with this. It's a pristine, beautiful place to play golf. So we'll be here all day with the Altitude 950 crew. Uh, if you missed the last segment, it was Manchester's list of all lists. The top ten draft busts in Broncos history. Needless to say, a lot of people chiming in with those uh, you may have missed. Uh, the, the draft order in yours, uh, in your list goes something like this. Ty Sambrello, number 10, right? Yep. Sambrello. Tommy Maddox, Jarvis Moss, Dan Williams, Mo Claret, Terry Pierce, Paul Toviesi, Alfonso Smith, Marcus Nash, and number one on your list, Ted Gregory. Okay. I have no qualms with that list. It's your list. You can do what you please. Here are some of the guys you may have missed, according okay. to the text line. Uh, we'll start with this text. So, your list is gonna basically be the, Last year's draft list. Well, 
<laughs> in all honesty, I could have done the top ten draft bust of the John Elway era. Yeah. I could have. He's right. had a lot of misses. Uh, oh two three five. You forgot Willie Middlebrooks. Now Willie Middlebrooks, I considered. Here's the thing: he played fifty six games as a Bronco, was not a great defensive back, but Willie Middlebrooks but he played. Played, and he was a very good special teams player for four seasons and 56 games. Yeah, he played. So, was he a great pick? Absolutely not. But was he better than guys who played four games? Uh, yes, completely. Yeah. People are completely off their rockers that you don't have Paxton on this list, by the way. Another guy he's, drafted well, He's won a game as a, a Broncos ago. quarterback. Uh, this guy says, how about Carlos Henderson? He's yet to play a game as a Broncos. No, and he was he was somebody I considered. The second rounder. I, it's a, I would say that's an incomplete, though. We don't know that he's never going to play for the Broncos. He may. Now, it certainly looks like he's not going to. But when you take, uh, when you use the 82nd overall pick on a guy who's never done anything, he will be on this list. If I do it in five years, he'll be on the list. This texter says, uh, second rounder Richard Quinn, the tight end. Ooh, that's a really Dick good Quinn. one. Dick Quinn was not a good player. That's a uh, that's another Josh McDaniels special. Here's that first Josh McDaniels draft. They had two first rounders, No. Sean and Robert Ayers. Now Robert Ayers went on and had some he's success had with career. other places. He didn't do much here. Yeah, but he's though. had a long career. Robert Ayers is where I initially came up with the Dove Valley Minions because Mike Kliss told us for two years how Robert Ayers sets the edge. He just invented a term to try and justify the fact that Robert Ayers a First round pick, the 18th overall pick in the draft, did absolutely nothing, so he just made up a phrase. Alfonso Smith, Darcel McBath, and Richard Quinn. Those were all first and second Darcel round picks. McBath. Five guys Darcel in the first McBath, two rounds. Texas Tech. Uh, i got to go back to it. Hang on. Richard Quinn should have been on here. One catch in for nine yards in uh, in two seasons with Denver. That's a miss on my part, Richard Quinn. Should be. He's the fifth guy picked, picked that year. I didn't I didn't even notice that he was a freaking second rounder. I forgot about it. Wow. What a terrible draft. And he was out of Texas Tech. Uh, 1104, how about Ashley Lalee? Completely disagree. Ashley Lalee had some good seasons with the Broncos. Yeah, Ashley Lalee wasn't the 05 a bad player. Remember when Jake Plummer would hit him with that waggle post all the time? Ashley Lalee was fine. Now, was he great? No. He was fine. Ashley Lilly, as a Bronco, started 40 games, had 323 catches, 3,007 yards, 12 touchdowns, two different times. He led the league two different seasons in yards per reception. Here's he was not player. a bust. 1805, what about Monty Ball? I uh, thought about it. thought about it, but he actually had some numbers. I mean, he had 731 total yards, five touchdowns. Uh, 29 receptions. It wasn't as though he did nothing as a Bronco compared to some of these other guys. Richard Quinn was a miss. He should have been on the list because he did zero. So he should have been there instead of Ty Sambrilo. All right, another one that comes in. What about the receiver, this texter writes in. What about the receiver the Broncos drafted who had nerve damage in his hand? Darius Watts. Thought about Darius Watts as well because he's one of those like, man, second-round pick, 54th overall, but he's a guy, 31 catches. 385 yards and a touchdown as a rookie. I mean, that's not a terrible season. That's better than Marcus Nash, who had four catches. So 35, 31 catches, 385 yards and a touchdown. He's not bad enough to make this list, but he did make the top 20. One thing I remember about Darius Watts, remember Mike Shanahan talking about how nobody could stop him off the line of scrimmage. He yeah. was that quick. Yeah. Uh, career was pretty quick, too, but... He, uh, he, but you know, he also did have the, the nerve damage which, uh, which made it tough, but he had a decent rookie season. A uh, couple other names coming through. Under the radar bust, Tim Crowder. Tim Crowder yes. was, uh, someone to consider. Now he had a decent career, uh, elsewhere. He didn't do much here, 
I'm trying to find him real quick, but he he was he was okay. He wasn't quite bad enough to make the list. He was a second round pick. Um, let's see what he did in Denver. One career start, not much. 19 games, uh, four sacks, 14 tackles. He'd, he'd probably be a top 20 guy. I, I agree with this one. Another big name player from a big name program, Melvin Bratton. Melvin Bratton had he he had a big touchdown in a playoff game. Played played at Miami. He was a decent player. I don't I don't agree with Melvin Bratton. Melvin Bratton came in after having uh, a knee injury. He was also a seventh round pick. So I don't know what your expectations were. In two seasons with the Broncos, 39 receptions, uh, 57 carries. He got in the end zone eight times. That's not bad production out of a seventh round pick. Again, you're getting beat up here because you don't have Paxton Lynch in your top ten. That's fine. I mean, tell me who needs to come off of here. Tell me he was worse than Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox was 0-4. He never won a game as but a Broncos quarterback. But he was serviceable. No, he wasn't. He'd be the best quarterback in camp right now. Okay, so if Tommy Maddox uh, never won a game as a Broncos quarterback, how is he not worse than a guy who has won a game as a Broncos quarterback? I don't understand that. And here's the other thing. You know what makes the Tommy Maddox selection worse? They had John Elway in his prime on the roster. When they took Paxton Lynch, who was on the roster? Trevor, Listen, Simeon, and no one else. Here's my. Here's the way I look it's at this. It's not even close, I appreciate people. your top ten. It is your top ten. But missing on a quarterback is always ten times worse than missing on any position player. No so doubt. I would have Paxton in this top ten because you miss and you trade. Remember, they traded up for Paxton. They well, traded up. Tommy Maddox was picked 25th. Did Paxton they trade was, up? Paxton was picked twenty six. Did they trade up? Paxton Lynch is a better Bronco quarterback than Tommy Maddox. Sorry. I watched Tommy Maddox play. Tommy Maddox was so bad, they alternated every single play between Tommy Maddox and Sean Moore. Sean Moore, the immortal 12th-round pick game. out of Virginia. Sean freaking game. Moore. You got the Vic Lombardi Show live here at the Joe Sackett Charity Golf Tournament. When we come back, Marty is furiously writing stuff yeah, down. He's busy. Sugar Fix with Marty O right after this. Here we go. Altitude 950 is the home of the Denver Nuggets. The season is getting closer. And all this week and all next week, you better keep it on the Nugget Station. We could be putting you at 11 of the hottest games of the year. Yes! The Warriors, Lakers, Celtics, and more. 11 games in all. That's a baller move right there. Keep it on Altitude 950 all day to qualify. Each show will draw a grand prize winner next Friday the 24th. Good luck from Altitude 950. Are you in for 90? Enjoy a craft beer and a game courtesy of Odell Brewing Company and the Colorado Rapids. Oh, what a goal! What an absolute peach for Edgar Castillo! The Rapids take on Rail Salt Lake in the final leg of the Rocky Mountain Cup on August 25th at 7pm at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Starting at just $29, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. 
The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. Attention all Class A CDL drivers. The Transportation Department at Safeway is excited to announce a new pay increase and we want you to join our team. How would you like to start out making $25.56 per hour the first day on the job with a potential $12,500 bonus? Plus, you'll get to go home at the end of every shift. In order to be considered for this position, you'll need documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry. And of course, you must have a Class A CDL. We're looking for drivers with at least two years of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment, and you must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company and a place you can retire from. We are scheduling interviews and only have a limited number of driver positions open. Apply today by logging on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Please complete the online job application and we'll be in touch to schedule next steps. Safeway is a drug-free workplace and an equal opportunity employer. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018 starring Rick Springfield. Live. Also starring Loverboy with special guests Jim Blossoms and Tommy Two-Tone. Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50. On sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Starting to see some improvement on the drive, although stop and go traffic still hanging around. Southbound 225, Parker down to Yosemite, southbound I-25 through downtown, and between around the Washington Street Bridge to past Yale. Traffic is brought to you by Orkin. Now you're looking at delay eastbound I-70 with slow traffic. Pecos through to Brighton Boulevard. Every home is unique. That's why Orkin relies on the latest science to get rid of pests. Visit Orkin.com today. Orkin, pest control down to a science. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 9. 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. How you doing, James? We're back on the air. Hi. James Manchester, Maryland, Vic Lombardi, Marty O, set to join us. We're live at the Joe Sackick Charity Golf Tournament which will take place later today here at the Sanctuary. A lot of ABS uh, players, front office types that will come through. We'll hear from them on the shows that follow us, Hastings and Brownman, Mark Mosier, and the rest of the guys. Um, what's that? I was getting lightheaded from the bacon smell. Oh, God, it smells good. I know. We'll get on some of that. This is killing me. Uh, this text, before we move on to Marty, using logic against your illogic. Here's this, uh, this reference. So using Manchester's Tommy Maddock bust formula, then Forsberg must have been a bust for the Flyers because he didn't, he didn't score any goals for the Flyers before he, they traded him. So Maddox won a playoff game. He won a playoff game in the National Football League. Not for the Broncos. Yeah, but he, he was not a bust if you go on to win a playoff game. Just because okay. he's traded. All right, so he, we, the fact that he won 15 games for the Steelers and was 15-16-1 there, that makes him a great Broncos draft pick? 
I mean, uh, and he didn't do that until he was out of football for six years. In 1995, at the age of 24, after being on three teams in four years, he was out of football selling insurance for more than half a decade. But okay, he won a playoff game almost ten years after the Broncos drafted him for another team. What a great pick. Morgan writes in. I, I love the list of all lists, guys. Every topic you guys have done has been subjective and open to interpretation. You guys do a great job sparking conversation. Oh, you mean trolling. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, look at all the ones we, we, that, that are open for discussion. The, the Richard Quinn one, that's a great Here, example. Here's, here's a good one right here. It's funny. I love these kind of I'll lists. I'll admit when I'm wrong. You, you know, it, it, you go back and you place yourself, where was I when this guy played? How about this name? 3936. What about Mike Muhammad? Remember the linebacker? Yeah. He had the yeah. shoulder problems. And he never could shake the injury bug. But he was what? Like a I think fifth he was a round third or pick? fourth. Yeah, he was a later round pick. It you doesn't know, count. You know who I almost put on the list, Vic? But he had too good of a rookie season to make it. But he was the fourth overall pick. Prior to Von Miller, I think he was the highest pick the Broncos have had. Yeah, let, me, let me guess. Give me an era. Uh, 1991. 1991, fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Mike Kroll. Oh uh, well, you know what though? He played on some good teams. He played a role. And I mean, he, he was on. he was defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. He had ten sacks as a rookie yeah. and then disappeared. Well, the reason but why he was, he was fourth overall. The reason why that ended up being a bad pick is because the Broncos had every opportunity to draft Alfred Williams. Yes. Okay. Alfred Williams was available to them and they went Mike Kroll. And did. Alfred had a better career. They passed on Eric Swan, they yes. passed on a lot of guys that had good careers, but when you're the fourth overall pick you need to be up on the facade at Broncos Stadium, otherwise you were a bust. You're right. I mean, if Von Miller is going to be up there. He was the second overall pick. I think we take for granted what Von Miller has done. We really have, because his career could have gone sideways. It could have gone south. You remember yep. the year that he was suspended, okay? Yep. The year he was suspended, how did you view Von Miller's career that year? Because that was, was three was, years in. He was heading toward being a bust. Okay. So did, did he squandered exactly all sorts right. of talent. And, and since that episode... And he got it back together again. He's been nothing but great. Bill Barnwell came up with his 53-man roster. Yep. His, you the know, perfect 53. The perfect 53. Staying within the salary cap. One Bronco on that list. Von Miller. And, and hard Von. and impossible to argue. But it's why there's a really more pressure on Bradley Chubb than we've gotten a sense of so far during training camp. Because he's under the radar. But Von they Miller, expect greatness. number two overall pick. Mike Kroll, number four overall pick, was a bust considering where he went. Chris Hinton was a fourth overall pick. He's on the ring of fame for the Colts, and the Broncos traded him for a guy named John Elway. Pretty good draft choice. Yes, it is. Bradley Chubb, the fourth highest pick the Broncos have ever had in a draft. That's a lot of pressure, kid. You better deliver. Speaking of pressure, Marty, time for our morning sugar fix. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high, sugar high, sugar hit high, sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo, sugar slam. Shake that. Is that party making all that noise moving his freaking headphones around? Mm. I think so. Sorry, I'm new here. He's not used to this out live on remote. By the way, a lot of texts just say, welcome back, Marty. They missed you. Thank you. It wasn't the same without you. How was your trip? It was excellent. It was good. Uh, Those of you that don't know, when you get on the video board at the Rockies game, they also let you borrow the private jets for a week. So I was out gallivanting for a couple of days. Pretty big deal. Had to come back early because I heard Dan was doing such a poor job. Oh, he was a disaster. That's that's tough to hear. Dan, uh, no reflection of your work, just your skills. (laughs) 
All right, guys, uh, you Darvish turning 32 today. You're talking about busts. He was a uh, free agency bust this year, signed a six-year, $126 million deal. He is one for three and on the 60-day DL right now. I enjoy when the Cubs spend a lot of money and it, it, and it doesn't work. Value for it. <laughs> Me too. I love that. Cubs, really the Yankees, it. the Red Sox, the Dodgers. That's just awesome. Enjoy you, no Darvish. No sympathy from this end. Well, nope. they don't learn anything from it. They're like, well, that one didn't That one didn't work. Let's try it again. Well, the problem is in a non-salary cap sport, they can just spend their way out of mistakes. That's Dude, the issue. The Cubs have so much money it's they're ridiculous. sitting on there. Are you kidding me? I know the, it. The value of that, that ball club after winning a World Series, spend away, my yep. friend. Mm-hmm. I Steve Carell turning 56. You guys don't strike me as Office fans. Oh, I love The I Office. I love The Office. What? Love Great it. show. Love Great it. show. The Jim and Pam, what a relationship. Kate, Case Keenum said yesterday he's watched it four times through. Really? The entire series. I feel like that's pretty normal. I've, I think I've watched it three times. Who's Andy, your, uh, Andy Bernard. This great. is a, a great reflection. Of, it says a lot about you. Who's your favorite character on the show? The well, Nard, The Nard Dog. Nard Dog is pretty funny. I'm going to go Jim because I like the way he just needles Dwight. I like the way he's just constantly trying to get How under his skin. How punchable is Dwight's face, by the way? Oh, he may be atop the list of all-time TV punchable I like punchable that fat, bald guy. He makes me laugh. <laughs> Kevin? Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> you know who's great? Is She's subtly great. Is Phyllis. Phyllis is good. Phyllis is really, really good on that show. There have been a lot of careers spawned from the office. Yeah. Yeah. I watch Great that show program. so much that sometimes when somebody says something dumb, I look off as if there's an actual <laughs> camera in the distance. Like, You know I'm what? <laughs> you say that. It's it's a revolutionary thing. When they started shooting it that way, yeah. you know, with the camera almost non-existent, it, that, that's changed the course of television. It re- changed the course of film. People started shooting it that way. Yeah. Now we're we're picking our favorite character because we're really picking our second favorite character. I mean, Michael Scott makes the show. Yes, without and him. So happy birthday, Steve Carell. Got to be. Okay, uh, pitching coach Steve Foster. His birthday today. He's, been, he's a friend of the program. He's, he's been, been on several program. times. Good yeah. dude. Good guy. Maybe we could ask him why the Rockies can't seem to get off to a good start. Why yeah. the first 30 pitches thrown result in the biggest DRA in baseball. Hope he's not out celebrating his birthday too much and instead is trying to solve that problem. Hey, Atlanta's a good town. God, you're so dour. <laughs> I had to stay in 1870. It's a work day. Stay in 1870. A man named Fred Goldsmith invents the curveball. He got the idea when he was throwing clamshells and noticed that they dipped and and dove when he was throwing them in the ocean. And he's like, hey, maybe I can do that with a baseball. And now we have the curveball. What year was this? 1870. That sounds like a made-up story. Yeah. But he was throwing clamshells. It was like, hmm, maybe I could do this with a baseball. That's that's like somebody inventing the spiral. I mean, you don't invent something that the ball does. Gravity invents the the curveball, not you. So you can't invent the sinker? It's just like, oh, well, you know. At some point, there, so some, yeah. At some point, somebody was going to figure it out. Like, what's his name? Uh, why am I blanking? Newton. He didn't invent <laughs> gravity. He just discovered it. It was already there. Right. The curveball was there. This Yahoo just stumbled upon it. Can you throw a curveball? Mm, kind of. I learned how to throw it about ten years ago, and it hurt. Yeah, I don't think I really can do it. I, mm. I like to act like I can. I, I just throw heat. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you, just, <laughs> you throw heat every morning, 7 to 10 on Altitude 950. I'd say in 1954, the first issue of Sports Illustrated came out. Vic, do you know who was on the cover of that one? 1954. 54. Let me guess. Hold on a second. It was You're a horse. It. it was a horse. It was a human. No, it's a baseball photo. It's a human being. I've, gosh, I used to know this answer. Was it? Was it? Uh, 1954. He's on the Braves. Joe DiMaggio? No, he's on the Braves. I don't think you're going to get it. No, I don't remember the Point name. Wilhelm? Eddie Matthews. Yes, Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. Dang it. 
or as you would refer to him as a yahoo, because he played <laughs> baseball. And you know, it's sad what, what's happened to my favorite publication of all time. I'm a huge collector of, of Sports Illustrated. I, I have boxes upon boxes still in my uh, parents' basement. Been reading Sports Illustrated since 1975 when uh, received subscription to that. Today I get now it's bi-monthly, right? right. It's twice mm-hmm. a month. I'll get a subscription today. It'll sit in my office for weeks, which, and I won't even thumb through it. Which Sad. magazine, and I mean this all seriousness, which magazine has become more irrelevant that used to be very relevant, Sports Illustrated or Playboy? Well, I never never subscribed to Playboy, so I can't speak Just to saying, Playboy. That used to be a big deal. Yeah. It's not the, anymore. The, the Internet has changed that. That's all I'm saying. But, but SI, I couldn't leave without my SI. I mean, it would be in my hand at all times. I'd be referencing stuff, reading. It just sits there. I mean, it sits there and collects dusts, and yet I still stubbornly take that magazine. Uh, I've given up on Sports Illustrated. I have not given up on the newspaper, but I'm fixing to. What about Playboy? Uh, <laughs> some things never go out of style, Marty. <laughs> Did it change your perception of Sports Illustrated when they switched to 27 issues a week, or does it even? No, it was more of a sign. You know, you know, it's like what they know that they can't. Everything's out there already, right? Twitter changed everything. The internet changed all the information's out there. So, what do you do if you're SI? Do you go long form? Do we have the appetite for long form anymore? Can we read 18 page articles like we used to? Remember the old SL Price articles that go on and on and on. Maybe, but you want to read them every week? No, you can't keep up with it. So it, it needs to be a monthly or something if that's what they're going to do. I'd say in 2005, umpire Bruce Fremming umps his 5,000th game. Who cares? Over 32 years. You know, somebody made the big deal out of Joe West umping something. Yeah. Who cares? I, mean, I don't care. It's a lot of baseball games. Jeez, and you think I'm the criminal? Yeah, so what, what are we? What Big deal. That's a big number. I don't care. If it was like his thousandth game, he'd be like, hey, okay, fine. Five grand. Five thousand. There's 162 oh. games a year. Guess do what? Math, I just had my five thousandth broadcast. What do you want? Oh, we would have a cake you or want something. want a banana? I mean, Derek would probably get you coffee and forget the rest of us. <laughs> That's what he's been doing all day. Go on. I'd uh, stay in 1969. Woodstock started going on. It was like a four or five day festival. Not a Woodstock guy. Not a Woodstock guy. So I moved, you know, this reminded me of Woodstock. I moved my kid into his uh, CU apartment yesterday. This reminds you of Woodstock? Well, it just does. <laughs> and as soon as we park the car and start moving furniture in, you know the smell that hit me, right? Oh, I'm sure. You know the, and I, and I said to my son, I go, dude, this is ridiculous. He goes, welcome to Boulder. I was walking down the stairs at the radio station yesterday and had the same smell. Let's not make this a boulder thing. Well, I'm just telling you, college town boulder this time of year, you can't walk anywhere without that smell. It, Woodstock was just one of those things that just was out of control. People being foolish, people doing dumb things. It, it's overrated. I guarantee you if you were at Woodstock, you're like, this is a wet, muddy mess. Yeah. And then 10 years later, you're like, yeah, it was a Woodstock. Yeah. It was awesome. Nobody thought that while they were there. I just Nobody got this, thought it was uh, cool. I just got this text They're from like, my hey, brother. They're like, hey, Jimi Hendrix is playing. I can't hear him. The sound sucks. Read the text I just got from my brother while I do it. <laughs> Blow your damn nose. Okay, he asked. Hold on. Uh, here we go. <laughs> going to have to double up on Kleenex next time. Uh, Blow my ears. You. Go on. My goodness. All right, that's it. That's all I got, fellas. Uh, Marty, would you leave on the cutting room floor? Uh, day in 1989, Uncle Buck with John Candy came out. Yeah, I feel I'm, like a, that's I'm a, a big failing. John Candy fan. Uncle Buck is just so-so. It's not an, I, This may be a list of all lists, top ten John Candy movies. I don't know that Uncle Buck makes it. 
What was the one where he and the other dude traveled together? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, that's probably number one. Yeah. Uh, he makes a small appearance in Vacation, but it's a memorable one. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. Moose out front should have told you. Uh, understand something. If you're going to put me outside to do these broadcasts, my nose is going to be clogged. That's just the way it works. Do you agree with me that most people, while they were at Woodstock, thought it was awful? And then afterwards, they're like, yeah, this was great. So what's the difference between Woodstock and, like, Coachella? Not, I mean, they're the same thing. Music, drugs. Yeah, out in the middle of a field, in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. random bands playing. One was in New York, one's in California. That's the big difference. You sound like the fun police, James. No, I'm not being I'm not being the fun police. I'm just saying, it's like when you look back on, I don't know, camping. Like, ah, oh, it was so much fun. No, it wasn't. It sucked the whole time you were there. You were cold, you were wet, you smelled like the fire, you ate crappy food, you probably got food poisoning, the beer got warm, and then when you look back five years later, you're like, ah, oh, that was so much fun. It really wasn't. I'm, uh, I'm just providing perspective. Boy, we gotta, we're, we're, back, we're past the no- number here. we got to take a break. When we come back, final hour of the show, Travis Heath, the doctor, at 930. <laughs> Quick text as we go to the top here. Uh, a list of uh, all list recommendations. Why haven't you guys done a list of the most punchable faces? That's from Josh. Josh, we, we did. did that list. That was one of my first. Yep. I would never pass on that. Go back and find it. Who was number one? I forgot. We'll investigate. You got the Vic Lombardi show at the Joe Sackett Golf Tournament. Reset. Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Sunday night, the Rapids are in the City of Angels to take on LAFC. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. Training Camp 2018, Altitude 950, is on the case. This Training Camp Update, brought to you by Honda Power Sports. The Broncos and Bears will clash Saturday night for preseason game number two. How is star pass rusher Vaughn Miller and the first-team defense going to wreck Mitch Trubisky and the Bears? Uh, Mitch, is, Mitch is a great quarterback. Um, I think it would be uh, the offensive scheme and the players they have, that he has around him. He'd be great. He was great last year. Um was great in college as well. He's a he's that franchise quarterback. Um, you, you gotta not let him scramble, not let him complete passes. I think that's the, the same game plan every week. This update is powered by Honda. Get your brand new Honda EU twenty two hundred portable generator at your local Honda Power Equipment dealer. KKSE Parker Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I like the team stuff, you know, because that's that's the game, right? It, it's it's obviously uh, making a call in a huddle and uh, nailing your assignment and doing things right and making adjustments, you know. The one-on-one stuff, that's, that's one-on-one, but the game's 11-on-11, so the team stuff to me is more important. See, the coach basically echoing what I told you in the... Uh, first segment of the show we can watch practice all you please you can watch Corlin Sutton grab a ball 40 yards downfield you can watch Emmanuel Sanders juke Kyle Fuller and tweet about it we do that that's what we do it's not real football what we watch at Dove Valley what we've been watching for the last three weeks is not real football one-on-one drills I don't I mean great you want a one-on-one drill against a, a DB great Enjoy it. Yeah. Because it, it's not going to be one-on-one Saturday night. It doesn't mean much. So uh, I, I, I agree with you. It is comical to listen to Vance Joseph tell us that real football is 11-on-11. One-on-one football doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. 
Thanks, VJ. Hey, Michael Spencer. Can we give Michael one of your microphones? Let's bring him in. Michael Spencer, Channel 4, who just hopped by, and now we're going to employ him forcefully. Because uh, that's Against what we his do. Will. Uh, Michael's been out at Broncos camp as much as we have, if not more. Uh, he's not there this morning. We're not either. We're at the Joe Sackett Golf Tournament. Uh, on the rundown, it says here, what were some of your takeaways after watching a few practices with the Bears this week? What was your takeaway yesterday there, Michael? That they still don't know who their starting running back is going to be. Okay. That the second team defense was, in Vance Joseph's words, terrible. Yes. There is we a, saw that. There is a lack of depth yeah. there. Second unit altogether, offense sure. and defense. Yeah, bad. yeah. Um, and that I still think they have some issues even with that first team defensive unit and stopping the run game. Yeah. Can you please convince my friend here? He came up with a list of the top ten busts. I was listening. I heard this on the way in. How he does not have number 12 on that list. Doesn't it really ruin his list? Doesn't, doesn't Paxton Lynch, who they traded up in the first round to get, does he not what were the Who were the other ones on there? Well, Tommy Maddox is number nine. Okay. He was a quarterback. Oh, he's got guys like Paul Toviesi. Paul Toviesi never even put on a helmet he's for a, an OTA. He's, a, he's not a quarterback. So Tommy Maddox was 0-4 as a Bronco. He was picked 25th overall. Paxton Lynch is 1-3. He was picked 26th overall. Here's the big difference to me. When they took Tommy Maddox, John Elway was entering his ninth season. He was on the roster. When they took Paxton Lynch, their quarterbacks on the roster were Trevor Simeon and no one else. So didn't they expect bigger things out of Paxton Lynch than, than Tommy Maddox? No. Which would put him higher on the list? They were going to trade John Elway. Dan Reeves had a trade in place to trade Elway to the Redskins because he had that much faith in Tommy Maddox. And Pat Boland came in and said, nope. Well, John here. Elway had so much faith in Paxton Lynch that he was going to be the guy yeah. to take this team to Super Bowl all, 51 all, right after winning Super Bowl All 50. I know is Tommy Maddox never rolled into Jacksonville and came out with a victory as a Bronco. <laughs> That's all That's I know. That's going to be the lasting That's positive memory of never. Paxton Lynch's time here in Denver. <laughs> it never That's happened. That's pathetic. He, he never had a game where he almost beat the <laughs> NFC champs. It never happened. I think Bradley Roby had a, uh, had a pick six in that game. It might have had more to do with that victory than Paxton Lynch. Hey, you got to keep him in the game. Hey, uh, you did, had... did Tommy ever cry on the sideline <laughs> against yeah. the division oh. rival? Oh. oh, gosh. That's How come nobody makes point. fun of Garrett Bowles for crying? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> he was blowing kisses to the crowd, man. They did man. make fun of him. Garrett, they did. Garrett, everybody made fun oh, of him for did. doing Garrett that. Bowles gets carted off every time he twists his ankle. <laughs> That's another top ten list. The biggest crier in Denver sports history. <laughs> Like, give me an oh, example. Give me other uh, examples of guys crying. Guy who cried? Oh, uh, can we count Noshan's cry? Even though it was a that cool, was outstanding. That was a cool that one. Was that deep. was the great, that was deep. The tear seen round the world. That was awesome. That was a deep tear. That was a flood of tears. Alfonso Smith made the list. Speaking of the year that Noshan Marino got drafted, that was the guy that um, Josh McDaniels traded a first round pick the next year to take Alfonso Smith. The first round pick turned into Earl Thomas. Is is Tebow on the list? No. Okay. No, He's Tebow you know, can't be on the list. Listen, what Tebow did, and you have to understand, Michael, you weren't here that year, but I'm going to give you a little quick history lesson like I give my, my friend James, who Professor was Professor Lombardi. I love it. I will never, ever rail against Tim Tebow's talents as a quarterback. You could say whatever you want. He never started another game after that. That was one of the most magical seasons in Broncos history, despite the fact that it ended in a playoff loss. It goes down. It's just as memorable as every Super Bowl season for me because the unexpected happened. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, saw that coming. Nobody saw them beating Pittsburgh. Nobody saw them 
getting to the playoffs, not a person in this town saw that develop. And because it did, it remained magical. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think there were a couple of things that may prevent him from being on the list. One, he's the only quarterback ever drafted by the Broncos to win a playoff game as a Bronco, which is a remarkable that's, that's, that's statistic, yeah. considering how much success this team has had that it's never been by guys who were drafted here. The other part of it is, if not for Tim Tebow, I don't think Peyton Manning ever comes here. If that team goes 4-12 and 12, and it looks like a dumpster fire in year one of Elway and Fox, I'm not sure Manning wants to jump into that. But when you're eight and eight, you win a playoff game. They see, all right, they got some talent here. They got, you know, Vaughn and DT. I think it made it look like a more attractive place. Uh, Michael Spencer, CBS4. Why are you here? Because <laughs> you guys are here. Yeah. I heard you on the radio. You said you weren't at Broncos Great. camp. I was on I-25. And I said, well, forget that. I'm gonna drive right past Arapaho and Dry Creek and come all the way down to Sanctuary. I, I don't blame you one bit, dude. Getting out of camp for a little bit. You're here, obviously, with Joe Sackick at yeah. the tournament. Joe's done this for years. He's done such a great job. So you're here to visit with Joe. Yeah, we're gonna have a little chat with Joe, hoping to uh, bring that to the people on Auto Nation All Access 10:35 Sunday night on CBS. And you know, Joe's a great example for those who don't think that the Broncos can steer this ship back around. Look at what Joe's done with the Avs. Look at how bad off the Avs were. They had the worst record in hockey. They were the worst franchise in hockey for that one season. And one season later, boom, it can happen. It can happen. Now, I don't know if it can happen in the NFL as quickly as it does in the NHL, but Joe Sackick ma- managed to do something that John Elway's trying to do with the Ro- with the uh, Broncos right now. It's amazing how fast he went from the outhouse to the penthouse when you're talking about Joe Sackick and Jared Bednar, too. I mean, there's a lot of credit, obviously, to go around for the success that the Avs had last year, uh, especially following that campaign that they had in 2016-2017. It's interesting you bring up uh, Coach Bednar because he was a guy that a lot of people wanted to run mm-hmm. out of town. Vance Joseph falls in that same category. We're a one preseason game and basically at least the, the public part of training camp through VJ's second year. Are you encouraged that we're going to see anything different, or are you as alarmed as I am that he still can't figure out how to run his headset? Well, I don't know that anybody is as alarmed as you are. <laughs> um, the, the word alarm means different things to different people. Right. I'm somewhat encouraged. Uh, you know, like I, I feel like it's right there, but he's got to he's got to get the wins. You know, I mean, yeah. if he starts slow, it, there's going to be some major issues. I feel like he's there. I feel like he is more confident and, and more comfortable in his role this year than he was last year. And I think that is translated over to the players. It's been really interesting to hear him say things like he said yesterday when he said the second team defense was terrible. I don't think he would have said that last no. year. When he was talking about Carlos Henderson and OTAs in minicamp, I don't think he would have said what he said in terms of he's got to get back on the field if he wants to make this team. That speaks to me that he has more confidence and is more comfortable in his role, but now it's got to translate to wins because that's the bottom line. And if it doesn't translate to wins and if he starts the season slow, he's going to be in a world of hurt. No, I'm with you. I like his honesty and the fact that he's got a staff he picked. That gives him a chance, but it's a short leash. Last thing, Michael. So, last couple years, the folks at KSC have uh, done this thing. They've, they've put me in the front row for some Nuggets games and Avs games. And I just want you to know that I'm 2-0 and with the Nuggets, 1-0 and with the Avs. I've never lost being in the front row. Okay. You have a similar trend going with your wife yes. that I've noticed. What is your wife's record attending Denver sporting events? The Denver sports teams are 12-0 and when my wife is in attendance. Oh, my God. It's, it's incredible, and it spans the Avs. The Nuggets and the Rockies. We've been to more Rockies games than anything. Uh, the last one, which was the most intense one, was Friday night. Rockies were on a three-game losing streak. 
taking on the Dodgers. Uh, we showed up in like the third inning, which is our customary yeah. time to show up. Rockies were leading. Then they blow the lead, end up winning it thanks to Ryan McMahon's home run. Uh, so that, that improved her record to 12 and 0. I think if I break down the numbers correctly, it's like 7 and 0 at Rockies, I think 2 and 0 at Avs, 2 and 0 at Nuggets, and then the Glendale Raptors are in there as well. Um, That's amazing. It's a, it's a really impressive streak. Special woman you when, married. When she got to 8 and 0, I was like, hmm, I wonder if we have something. <laughs> and then Friday night when the Rocky streak ended, that was when I really jumped on the bandwagon. It's uh, it's really crazy what we've been able to accomplish, Michael, what she's been able to accomplish. Thank you so much for the time. When you get back to the CBS4 studios today, tell Benjamin that he's got a very punchable face, would you? Will do. Appreciate it. That's Michael Spencer. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. We're live at the Sanctuary. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on at the Valley. Plus, a little later, Dr. Travis Heath, resident sports psychologist on Altitude 950. Rapids, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and Denver's best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950. Oh, my goodness gracious. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you feeling the aches and pains of growing older? Do your knees and back ache? Well, my friends, I've got a solution for you, and it is the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Listen, after my 10-year NFL career, I had plenty of aches and pains that I just needed fixed if I was going to live a happy life. And one of the ways I did so, while a Avoiding surgery was through stem cell therapy. I had stem cells placed in my knee, and I was in fact able to continue to play in the NFL for one more year. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics offers the best in stem cell therapy. They are an independent physician-owned office that has MRI on the premises. That means lower cost and less time. And if you need something beyond stem cells, they have over 40 years of collective experience with knee, elbow, back, and neck surgeons who can help you live pain-free. So give my friends a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. You're on your way to the store, then boom, you're T-boned at 45 miles per hour. Instead of shopping, you're on your way to the ER. Then comes the doctor visits, prescriptions, therapy, diagnostics, ongoing treatment, and the limitations. You have range of motion problems. Then the ultimate insult. The insurance company makes you feel like the crash was your fault. You need a legal game plan. You want a legal game plan. At Bell & Pollock, we've used over 25 years of experience to develop a legal game plan just for you. Our game plan has injury rules, rules of treatment, rules of claims, insurance company rules, litigation rules, rules they use to beat you. Now you can have them and know them and use them to protect you and your family. Our Bell & Pollock legal game plan gives you the rules the insurance company doesn't want you to have or know or use. But guess what? We do. At Bell & Pollock, Success is no accident. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Get your free initial consult and your free legal game plan. We'll help you. He is a leader. He is a winner. He's a modern-day Will Rogers. Coach Lou Holtz is a special guest at this year's anniversary gala to benefit Father Woody's Haven of Hope. Twenty years ago, Father Woody's Haven of Hope opened its doors to shelter and care for the homeless and less fortunate. To help continue their mission, join us for an evening of cocktails, dinner, silent auction, and the wit and wisdom of Coach Lou Holtz. Saturday, September 22nd at the Hyatt Regency. For individual and group tickets, visit frwoodyshavenofhope.com. 
Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers in Mississippi. They're a AAA approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three year, 36,000 mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kensautoserviceinc.com. Hey, Abs fans, it's Mark Mosier, voice of your Colorado Avalanche. You can't got to break away. It just For the price of a cup of coffee per day, you can get season tickets for your Colorado Avalanche with an icebreaker membership. Visit coloradoavalanche.com for more information and go Abs. And the building is on fire at Pepsi Center. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. With Chad? Okay today. You know, up and down. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but he made some plays today like Chad you know, always does, and he made some nice scramble plays, but it wasn't perfect, but I was okay with his performance. That's Joseph uh, not going too overboard on assessing Chad Kelly. He's not going to do the uh, the minion talk on that one, right? Can you imagine? And I mean this with a hundred percent sincerity. If he said that about Paxton, how people would freak out? Yeah, you're right. And they would dissect that to the nth degree. Oh, he he just doesn't like the guy. He knows he can't play. We we would spend three segments on it. Instead, it's a passing. Ah, Chad Kelly, because everybody loves Chad Kelly, so it doesn't matter that the coach doesn't uh, laud praise on him. It uh, it doesn't it doesn't stick at all. How do you like my Oakley sunglasses there, Manchester? Uh, I like the price tag. Yeah, where's mine? That's the beauty of playing in these golf tournaments. I want mine. I tell you what, you do. Walk up to that guy and tell him you're Mark Mosier. Hi, I'm Mark Mosier. Where are my sunglasses? No, you got to do it like this. Pig guts, Mark Mosier. Where's my glasses? <laughs> uh, I'm not Employee a big time. Employee of the quarter. You got to be big time TV guy to pull off that. Uh, I don't know if you have to do that. Just go up there and say some stuff. Wear a suit and you'll get free stuff. That, that is a lesson I have we learned. We are broadcasting you. from the Sanctuary Golf Course in Sedalia. The Sanctuary, uh, the name fits it perfectly. You can't get on this course unless you're invited or playing in some charity tournament. And Joe Sackick's been doing this for years here to benefit Food Bank of the Rockies. Come to find out that Sanctuary is so good at generating money for charities. Just last week, they surpassed this golf course. $100 million in money raised for charity. That's an incredible Local stat. It's incredible. So, no, it's a uh, it's a beautiful course. The fact that it's reserved for uh, charity tournaments and invite-only things just makes it all that much uh, more special. So a very cool place, and we're excited to be here for a, another great event. The Rockies are back at it tonight in Atlanta, a four-game series against the Braves, who are pretty darn good. And uh, Acuna, the guy who got knocked down first pitch of the game, a uh, CT scan on his elbow came back positive, negative, I should say. He's normal. He's going to play. Okay. We'll see if he plays tonight, but he's expected to play in this series. He did not play after getting plunked yesterday. He tried, had to leave the game. Uh, you could see he was on the ground riding and playing. And so, so when Keith Hernandez says it's okay to do that, well, it's okay if you hit somebody in the maybe in the butt, but if you hit him in well, the elbow, look where his elbow is. He's got to get out of the way. Like. Let it hit you in the rib cage. Let it hit you in the butt. It's coming 97 miles an hour. What do you mean, let it hit you? Gosh, people are so soft. And then I love the take of, well, you're just admitting you can't get him out. Yeah, I'm admitting I can't stop Steph Curry, so I'm going to foul him. What do you want me to do? Just let him keep scoring? Just let him keep hitting home runs? 
Come on, have a little competitive spirit. The Dodgers Gosh. won in extra frames last night. They beat the Giants, so the Dodgers and Rockies are now each a game and a half behind the Diamondbacks, who were idle last night. Uh, Antonio Senzatella, by the way, set to rejoin the Rockies rotation. Going to be interesting what they do down the stretch here. If they stick with Bettis, who had a great outing, he did a great rebound performance. If Senzatella takes Tyler Anderson's spot in the rotation. Who's been terrible two out of his last three starts. Uh, you know one guy who's been solid, who's been nails since his minor league stint? John Gray. He who's has on been. the hill tonight. John Gray against uh, Julio Tehran uh, in Atlanta. They got Gray tonight. They have Freeland tomorrow night. I think the Rockies need to win both of those games. They have the, they have the pitching advantage both nights. You know what? This staff's starting to look a lot like that 2007 staff where they had on that staff, Five starters who won 10-plus games on that staff. Yeah. This staff right now, tonight John Gray can win his 10th of the year. He's 9-7. and seven. Herman Marquez already has 10 wins. Kyle Freeland already has 10 wins. This staff looks a lot like that pitching staff of 07. It does because they, they have a lot of guys who are going to win double digits and a lot of guys who aren't going to be anywhere near 20. They're going to have a bunch of 11, 12, 13 game winners. That's what they're going to have, which is fine. I mean, they, you can collectively add them up and end up with the – with a decent record, but they don't have a dominant guy. But their two best pitchers are pitching tonight and tomorrow night. I'm so glad, though, that I've learned my lesson about handling bad losses in a rocky season. Because the old Vic, after getting blasted 12-1 last night, would have panicked, would have jumped off a ledge, would have said, oh, my God, woe is me. Don't bother me one bit anymore. Just wash it off. Wash it off. Better to lose 12-1 than 2-1. Better to lose in that kind of fashion than to have your closer come in with a one nothing lead and give up two. You know? Twelve one I will take. Two one still hurts. Uh I am with you and it's just another sign where I'm rubbing off on you. This is a positive. What are you talking about? You're the one who had the season over in June. <laughs> no, a twelve one loss doesn't bother me. It's all those squandered uh games where you blow it in the ninth inning. That's when I'm ready to jump off of the spear viaduct. Interesting to see if uh Nolan Arenado returns and plays full-time this weekend. Of course, the uh, Atlanta Braves are involved in their own playoff chase, as are most teams that the Rockies have played the last few weeks. 42 straight games against winning ball clubs. When does that start to rub off? When does that start to benefit the Rockies? The fact that they have to play a team that is involved in a playoff race every night. I think it's a, I think it's a very good thing. I think if, if you get into the postseason and it's because you've been beating the Mets and the Marlins, I'm not sure that preps you for October baseball. So, uh, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Now look, if they had to play the Astros all the time, or the Red Sox, or teams that are actually uh, above 500 by a lot, that would be tough. They're playing a lot of Pittsburghs of the world who are a game or two above 500. Good test, but not an insurmountable mountain, and I think that's probably the best-case scenario for the Rockies. You don't want to make hay off a bunch of bottom feeders, and you don't want to have to face the best of the best all the time. They're playing middle-of-the-road teams. They're fine. Drew makes a good point here on the text line when we uh, compared to Vance Joseph, first-year coach that nearly got fired, to uh, Jared Bednar, first-year coach who retained his job. Here's the difference, and Drew says it best here. Bednar got more of a pass than VJ because Bednar had prior head coaching success. Yeah. Great success. Yeah. He won a minor league championship. 
I think that's a very good point. And not only did Vance Joseph not have previous head coaching experience, never been a head coach he'd only before. been a coordinator for one year, and he was a bad coordinator. His defense was not good in Miami. They were 29th in the league out of 32 teams. That's not good. Well, then why was he so sought after? I don't know. That's why I asked the question at the time. And, and, and that's why the Broncos put forth the narrative that the Minions ran with of, oh, he's the CEO type. He's a leader of men. And we, we went round and round on this at the time of, like, well, what does that mean? And all they did was put put a, a label on him that you couldn't argue against. Because who's going to argue whether or not someone is a CEO type? Yeah. We don't even know what that means, let alone we can refute it. Because they didn't have numbers isn't and history every, to back it up. Isn't every head coach a CEO type? You would isn't hope Sean so. McVay, isn't Kyle Shanahan, if you get to that level, aren't you automatically a CEO type? Kyle Shanahan was the was the better option at the time. And they chose not to go with him because he ended up getting a six-year contract, which was a, 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 a big amount of money to commit to over an, a large amount of time, and the Broncos didn't want to do that. So, once again, they went the cheap route. And well, once again, you get but, what you pay but, for but, in but, life. But why? Why did they make that decision? And this is, I go back to this with you all the time, I think a lot of the decisions being made by the Broncos regarding coaches, players, contracts, long-term, they're sort of handcuffed because of the ownership situation. And you're not going to agree with You always deny that, but I, I see it. It's so in front of me. They're not making long-term commitments because they don't know long-term where this organization is going to be. Well, then, then they need to, then they need to do something about it. If they're, that's if they're, why if they're said, that in no man's land, then well, they need to sell the damn team. That's why I've said all along that it, it's, it's a serious concern. Because Brittany Bolin isn't going to be qualified, quote unquote, based on these nebulous rules that the, that the trust makes up as again, they go. Again, she's not going to be qualified for six years, so we're going to not make any decisions for well, six years? You made a reference earlier in the show that hit the nail. The year that the Broncos drafted Tommy Maddox and Dan Reeves' grand plan, the master plan for Dan Reeves was what? To do what with John Elway? Trade him to the Redskins. And who said no? Pat Bolin. Pat Bolin did. They don't have that guy to say no right now. I'm with you. They don't have that. It's a problem. But but you also got to look at it and say, let's say they would have hired Kyle Shanahan, and he turned out to be a disaster, right? And they're like, oh, my God, we're going to have to eat four years of this six-year guaranteed contract. Do you really think that makes this team less attractive on the open market? I don't. I don't. If you're spending two point three billion dollars for a franchise, you don't care that you owe your former head coach fifteen million dollars. I don't think it matters. So this text comes in. So Manchester just called people soft about getting bean by a baseball, and yet he rails against rookie haircuts. We will discuss that. That it's is going to be a topic totally of discussion. Different thing. We will talk to a professional in the art of psychology. Dr. Travis Heath, our weekly guest, next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. The coolest party of the year is set. Cool Concert 2018 will hit the Pepsi Center on September 22nd with Rick Springfield, Lover Boy, The Gin Blossoms, and Tommy Two-Tone. It's going to be big fun. Cool Concert 2018. Rick Springfield, Loverboy, Jim Blossoms, and Tommy Two-Tone. Tickets at PepsiCenter.com. Training Camp 2018, Altitude 950, is on the case. This Training Camp Update, brought to you by Honda Power Sports. The Broncos and Bears will clash Saturday night for preseason game number two. How is star pass rusher Von Miller and the first team defense going to wreck Mitch Trubisky and the Bears? Uh, Mitch, Mitch is a great quarterback. 
Um, I think it would be uh, the offensive scheme and the players they have that he has around him. He'd be great. He was great last year. Um, was great in college as well. He's a uh, he's that franchise quarterback. Um, yeah, you gotta not let him scramble. Not let them complete passes. I think that's the, the same game plan every week. This update is powered by Honda. Get your brand new Honda EU2200 portable generator at your local Honda power equipment dealer. Guys, Scott Agents here. If you've been thinking about treatment for low testosterone, be sure to do your homework and go to a medical provider that you can trust that specializes in testosterone therapy and men's health. I went to Low T Center to get my levels checked. Their service is covered by most health insurance, and you'll know your results in about 20 minutes. Give them a call, 303-451-5698. That's 303-451-5698. Or go online at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center. Reinventing men's health care. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy. Within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Visit Colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Are you in for 90? Enjoy a craft beer and a game courtesy of Odell Brewing Company and the Colorado Rapids. Oh, what a goal! What an absolute peach for Edgar Castillo! The Rapids take on Rail Salt Lake in the final leg of the Rocky Mountain Cup on August 25th at 7pm at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Starting at just $29, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. I love your new floors. Aren't they gorgeous? We need to get something new. Simply Floors. Simply Floors? A Simply Floors flooring design consultant came over with samples to show us what our new floor would look like in here. She was great. She came here? Much better than the big box store. You can really see what your new floor looks like in your house. Bet it's expensive. Not at all. Simply Floors prices are just as low. In fact, we looked at something that was actually less expensive. Simply Floors was less expensive than the big box? We were floored. (laughs) Funny. We do everything we can to make shopping for flooring and carpet simple. This is Buddy Mitchell with Simply Floors. Our goal is to help you find a beautiful, durable floor that fits your lifestyle and budget, whether it's carpet or hard surface. Our design consultants come to your home with our samples. Our prices are competitive. Check out our website at simplyfloorsinc.com and schedule your in-home consultation. That's simplyfloorsinc.com, where we make buying a floor simple and stress-free. Mark Mosier here for Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, and right now they're overstocked and need to clear out the lot. It's Nissan's bottom line, so they've been authorized to offer vehicles at prices so low, I can't even say them on the air. Seriously, I cannot talk about them. You've got to go on out there and hear it for yourself. It'll knock your socks off. So get over to Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th and see Devin Schubert. Tell them Mark Mosier sent you I-25 on 104th online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you. Cool 105 presents Cool Concert 2018, starring Rick Springfield. Live. Also starring Loverboy. With special guests Jim Blossoms and Tommy Two-Tone. Saturday, September 22nd, Pepsi Center. Reserve seats starting at just 10.50. On sale now at LiveNation.com and all Altitude ticket outlets. 
The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. You got the Vic Lombardi Show live here at Sanctuary Golf Course, a beautiful Beautiful track. You gotta get invited to play this track as many of these people approaching the course are today for the Joe Sackick Charity Tournament to benefit Food Bank of the Rockies. A lot of folks arriving as we speak. Love to have a, a psychologist on board to ride with me while I play golf just to talk me out of certain decisions I make and mumblings and breaking of golf clubs. A guy like Travis Heath who joins us on a weekly basis on the hotline right now. Doctor, how are you? What's up, Vic? How are you, man? I'm great, thank you very much. We could use your help. Uh, a subject that came up yesterday on the show. We want to continue talking about it today. We thought you'd be perfect fodder for this. Um, rookie hazing at NFL camp, specifically the Broncos camp, where they uh, they really do a number on those hairs, those haircuts, right? They they make these guys look foolish. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I think it's fun. Uh, Manchester hates it. Manchester says it's hazing. Where, where do you fall on this practice? Well, um, it sort of depends on how it's implemented, right? Like, the hair thing, I like that better than some of, like, the literally, literally like, abusive practices we've seen done other places over the years. So, you know, the, the hair thing doesn't bother me as much. Um, the idea of hazing is troublesome to me i mean it, it, for so long it was just accepted as a part of sport i do i i am a believer in like when you see uh the rookies like i think Cortland sutton i saw a picture of him like picking up all the shoulder pads and doing things like that or you know rookies bringing like donuts to practice or these kinds of things well no one eats donuts anymore in the nfl right but you know wh- whatever it might be bring coffee or whatever like i i think there's something to that right kind of earning your keep and and yeah. you know um so, so that doesn't bother me. The hair thing, to be honest, it doesn't bother me that much. And, Vic, you're, you'd know better than I would because you're closer to it. But from the outside looking in, it looks like that's all in fun. Like, I don't I don't get the sense that, uh, you know, they're sort of – that people are genuinely feel, feeling humiliated by it. And I think that's when it crosses the line. And so if it's done in fun, uh, it doesn't bother me as much. Travis, I, I'm with you in terms of the paying your dues thing. I, I have no problem with that. Look, you're a rookie. Uh, there are certain things you're going to have to do that the veterans don't have to do, whether that's, hey, you don't get to take Veterans Day off at practice or you have to carry yep. shoulder pads. I get that. I have no yep. problem with that. The issue, I have a couple issues with this, this situation, and here's what they are. One is there's a humiliation factor to it of it's really just about let's make you look foolish, let's make you look dumb, yep. we're all going to laugh at you. That I don't like. I don't like that yep. you're being forced to do something against your will that you you don't want to do and you can't you may not want to do and you really can't say that you don't want to do it. But there's also yeah. the slippery slope factor of this. Like where does it end? Who's defining the line? And you yeah. know, I, you get all these people that are going to get on their high horse and rip Richie on incognito for the Jonathan Martin situation that also call this hilarious and funny. And to me, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Where is the line? And I guess uh, what I was taking for granted in my previous comments was that there is someone in a relative position of authority capable of drawing the line, right? Or or not just capable, but will do it. And so I, I think a lot of times where this gets dangerous is the players are sort of left to their own devices, right? Um, and I think it, that's mm-hmm. where it risks crossing a line. So 
it, look, if there's a clear authority who can sort of watch for this and when it crosses a line, uh, I, I think that should always be the case. I'm not, again, I'm not close enough to the Broncos to say if there is or if there isn't, but I have my doubts as to whether or not there is. And so that's, yeah, that's troublesome. And humiliation's the key word to me. Like, if dudes are feeling genuinely humiliated, I think that is problematic. Like, if it's all in fun, then, uh, you know, like, um, it's there is this like comparison factor right because we might look back to when we were younger and the things that happen and go oh gosh just getting your hair cut that's nothing but just because that's nothing doesn't necessarily mean that it's okay you know comparatively so yeah humiliation is kind of the line i use to judge that and the other thing really quick james the stuff about that is that's subjective right what what's what i find humiliating you may you may not find you Correct. Well, what about tough guy who just refuses to be humiliated because he feels he's just as good as the veterans and he shouldn't have to face this? If Von Miller can get his hair cut, Bradley Chubb can. Okay, that's how I see it. Von Miller's an All Pro. Von Miller's one of the best in the game. He went through this. If he can survive it, then so can Bradley Chubb and any other rookie. What's the big deal? Yeah, again, it's not that it's survivable or not survivable. It's definitely survivable to me. Again, it's that word humiliation, like. Uh, why would you, uh, like, t- to me, if I'm thinking about being a veteran in any sort of organization, why would I want to humiliate those under me? Like, I wouldn't want to do that. Now, would I want them to have to pay their dues? Are there certain processes they'll have to go through to sort of uh, reach a level that I might be, might be at as a veteran? Sure, I'm a big believer in that. But I just don't want humiliation to be a part of that. And so that's where it's like, look, if it were, if it's all fun and games and all the Broncos are sort of laughing, like, I remember Tebow's uh, prior duck haircut or whatever. And awesome. Tebow's, Tebow's, Tebow's a different kind of dude, right? But he seemed like he was just having fun with it, right? And so, again, that doesn't bother me. But if you're humiliating guys, I just, you know, I don't see the need for it. But doesn't it say a lot about the person, though, if you can't take that? If, if this bothers you to the point where you're not going to allow it, it throws you off your game. That says a lot about you more than it says the practice. Yeah, yes and no is where I stand on that. But like, here, here's the thing that, that I've learned being around sports and pro sports is like, guys are different, guys are different, guys are motivated in different ways. And I think, like, like the worst advice that I think a coach can give, for example, is treat, treat everyone the same. I guess the worst, like that will mm-hmm. fail. Now, treat everyone the same in terms of like, you've got to be on time. Like, of course, there are certain rules, but you know, like, a lot of these old school coaches, I'll hear them say like, "Oh, I coach everyone exactly the same." That's that's the worst thing you can do. Like, you've got to take the time to get to know each player, and, and then you know what makes that player tick, what's going to get through to that player, right? And and that to me, like in this modern age of coaching, is most important. Like, I don't care about your X's and O's. You've got to learn how to how to communicate with different personality types. So that's why I'm sort of torn on that. It's like. Some dudes, I think, are just sort of composed in such a way that they tolerate that. It's no big deal. For other guys, you know, there may be more of a sensitivity to it. Travis, I, I just think it's very much a, a old school mentality. Like, I, like I look at a guy like Ricky Williams, right? Who, who now everybody realizes, oh, he had social anxiety. That's why when he was yeah. with the Saints, he would wear his helmet after practice. Um, he just yeah. felt uncomfortable in his own skin. And, and, and a guy yeah. like Mike Ditka didn't know how to deal with that. He goes to the Dolphins, plays for a different coach, and there was a two- or three-year span there where Ricky Williams was the best running back in football. Um, I, I just feel like it's 
archaic Neanderthal, and it's not a problem until it becomes a problem. And we've had all sorts of guys with mental issues uh, on this team and on other teams around the league, and I just think it's a totally unnecessary thing that, that they do, and everybody just glosses it over and calls it hilarious. Yeah, and you make another good point in that things are not problematic until they're problematic, right? I, I mean, look, it, we, we could say that about a lot of things. That's yeah. Same thing with same thing with head trauma in the NFL, right? It's not problematic till till it's problematic, and so, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess again, and I, I, you know, I don't mean for this to be a shot at Vance Joseph, but I feel like if this sort of thing is happening and, and there's a clear leader at the top, right, who you know is sort of watching this closely and has uh, the best interest of the players at heart, I trust whatever's happening a little bit more. If you don't feel like that's happening. Yeah. That, to me, is where it gets a little more dicey. All right, last one, Doctor. Uh, Paxton Lynch, clearly it's it's not working here for whatever reason. And I, I, I made mention yeah. the other day, I, I think it benefits the Broncos, and it benefits him. Him. Because I really hope the best for the kid. I hope he ends up at another place and, and turns things around and becomes a serviceable quarterback in this league. But don't you agree that... Right now, it's more more than just a Broncos problem. It's a Paxton Lynch problem. It's not going to work for him here because it's just, the blanket of coverage and the microscope is too intense for the kid here in Denver. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, see, to me, this is the part of it I don't understand. And I know the NBA and the NFL are different in certain ways, but the NFL, you have seven rounds of a draft, although you're filling you know, a 53-man active roster. I understand that part, too, but... To me, when you see, when you've got a large enough sample size to know that something's not working, move on. Now, the Broncos, it took a while because Paxton didn't play a lot. I know your buddy Manchester would tell you that part of the equation, so it was hard to evaluate. But once you know, like, cut bait. It's better for everyone involved. And the thing about it is, is people go, oh, it's a first-round pick. You traded up to get a first-round pick. Like, you can't, you can't run a team that way. Like, sometimes you swing big and you miss. Okay, they swung and missed. Like, don't let your ego get in the way of moving on. Just, just look. You're going to have to have a press conference. It's going to be in the media for a few days, and then nobody's nobody's going to remember. Like, look. Sometimes look at the Nuggets in this situation. Sometimes you draft Emmanuel Mudiay with a seventh pick, and he turns out to be not nearly the player you thought he would be. And you get Nikola Jokic with the 41st pick, right? Sometimes you get Terrell Davis in the sixth round. Sometimes you trade up for Paxton Lynch, and it doesn't work. But when you drag it out, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like what you're doing is you're taking the Band-Aid off so so slowly that it's like plucking every hair out. Just just rip it off. When you know it's time, just rip it off. Prolonging it makes it more painful for everybody. Doctor, from one doctor to another, thank you for your doctorly advice. <laughs> All right, fellas, enjoy the golf course. Dr. Travis Heath, ladies and gentlemen, on a weekly basis. Vic, I would say, and this is no knock on some of the other fine guests that we have on a regular basis, uh, but Dr. Travis Heath is is probably the smartest person we have on the show. Well, we need one smart guy. Uh, And he just agreed with me. I'm not sure he agreed with you as much as he... I'm not sure... I'm not sure. I mean, maybe you read it that way. I think Dan could play back uh, 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 quite the... uh, Run of that's a good point. That's a, you know you make a good point. He yeah. said that pretty much everything that we said multiple times to pretty much everything I said. But that's fine. Whatever. Well, that remind me to cut Travis's hair next time I see him, <laughs> and he loves his locks. When we come back on the Vic Lombardi Show, big, big 
reviews out of Boulder. And this one involves football and beer. You got the Vic Lombardi Show live from Sanctuary. Tuesday morning, Vic Lombardi was on the case with Broncos quarterback Case Keenum. Better are the words of a friend than the many kisses of an enemy. What does that mean to you? I tell kids all the time, man, pick your friends wisely. I think if, if you have the right people around you, they're not only going to encourage you when you need encouragement, but they're going to challenge you when, hey, you're stepping out of line. To hear Vic's entire conversation with Case Keenum, click on the podcast page at Altitude950.com and stay on the case at training camp with Altitude 950. The road to success is paid with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. And Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401k. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. In these divisive times, there's one thing that we might have in common. Most of us have been impacted by HIV and AIDS. And that's why you should mark your calendars for AIDS Walk at Cheeseman Park on Saturday, August 18th. The 5K walk run starts at 8.30. There'll be vendor booths, food trucks, and tons of entertainment. AIDS Walk Colorado is the oldest one-day fundraising and awareness event in the Rocky Mountain region. For more info and to sign up, visit AIDSWalkColorado.org. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from General Air Service and Supply in Denver and enjoy for home or play. Visit GeneralAir.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm fat when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435. Andro400.com One in seven American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. For the ninth year, the Blue Shoe Run is raising money for prostate cancer research. So come run, walk around Bronco Stadium on September 8th, and fight prostate cancer. Family and pet friendly and a free after party. Donations benefit cancer research through the TUCC Foundation and the American Cancer Society. Register or donate at theblueshoerun.com. I know it sounds funny, but if you like to go big, then you need to think mini, like Shop Mini. Make the 2019 Mini Countryman Hybrid your new car. With more room to fit more friends, more style, and more British refinements, you will be completely fulfilled in the go big category. Because it's a hybrid, the Countryman will get you big miles 
bills for less. And you'll also get all the tax credits on top of the already great Shop Best price. So if you want to go big, and trust me, you do, see what the Countryman Hybrid is all about at shopmini.com. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy, juicy pot roast, fried chicken, all the sides, plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Final segment, Vic Lombardi show live here at the Joe Sackett Golf Tournament, Charity Golf Tournament to benefit Food Bank of the Rockies. We're at the Sanctuary. All shows live here today. Hastings and Brownman after us. Uh, by the way, Joe Sackett set to meet with uh, H&B, correct, Julie? Yes. Okay, we'll make that happen. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Uh, a couple texts before we go on to that uh, CU topic. Uh, James, I'm so tired of your incognito example regarding that argument. One individual picking on another does not equate what's happening with rookie haircuts. Okay, um, I'm using that example because it's the most famous, most recent yeah. example of bullying gone awry sure, sure. in the NFL. So I'm happy to come up with others. All right, here's one. Here's one. There's a great point made by the texter. If it's such a big deal, James, how come the players themselves aren't complaining about this and you are? They're not allowed to complain about it. How do you think it would go over if one of those rookies complained about it? We we talked about it yesterday. Of the, then they would be ostracized from their teammates. So, again, they're being forced to do something they may not want to do for fear of repercussions. That's the textbook definition of bullying. Here's a good one. You're not going to like this this text. If Manchester's so worried about humiliation, then I'd like them to stop calling people names like Teflon and Stupid and Minions. Okay, that's, I mean, again, we're comparing apples to oranges here. They're not anywhere near the same thing. I don't call people stupid. I call them Teflon because the media doesn't hold them accountable. I'm not, how am I criticizing John Elway by calling him Teflon John? I'm saying, you know what, people in this town ought to just not give John Elway a free pass when he makes mistake after mistake after mistake just because he won a lot of football games two decades ago. So that's, I I don't quite get the comparison. You are correct. If you've heard this show long enough, James takes critical shots at Elway when he seems, when he seems to find him necessary, but he also today called Elway the most competitive athlete he's ever met. He's ever seen. Yeah. So you have good enough. Not just in Denver. Yeah. Period. Uh, 5319 Manchester. I say a lot of negative things about you via the text line, and you are a trooper. I appreciate you and your takes, Mrs. Manchester. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Big story out of Boulder. That. Big, big news out of Boulder. I've been going to CU games a long time. I know you have, too. Do you have yep. tickets to CU football games, or do you just go on a uh, I don't. Location? I do not go on a pass. I, when I go, I go on a ticket. I right. I'm not a season ticket holder, however. One thing that's always bewildered me about college games, not all of them, because it, it differs from uh, site to site, is is how they handle their, their beverages, their beer, their, yeah. their, their liquor. Uh, never allowed to take it to your seat until now. Colorado CU football will now sell beer and wine in the concourse areas this season, uh, and you'll be allowed to take your purchase, beer, wine, whatever, to your seats. Uh, before you had to stay in that little beer garden area, right? Yes, which was silly and ridiculous. Uh, I mean, most of these rules, as a lot of so them archaic. are with alcohol, are just archaic and silly. 
right? If you've ever been to a college football game, not just in Boulder, but anywhere, it doesn't prevent people from drinking. There's still drunks in the in the crowd. One of the the dumbest things about a CU game is at halftime they would allow everybody to go out back out to their tailgate and drink. They would stay there, miss the start of the third quarter, so they could have a few more and then come back in. Like, why not keep them in the stadium, make money off of it, and prevent people from being out in the totally parking agree. lot during the game? Totally it's, just, it's stupid. And, and so other, good for CU. The other thing the old rule promoted was underage drinking in tailgates. The ki- they don't want the kids drinking, right? Well, guess what? They're going to drink before the game. Yeah, so all it did was cause people to uh, over-consume ahead of time because they knew they wouldn't be able to drink a beer at the game. Sorry, I'd rather have I'd rather have people drinking Coors Lights over a four-hour period than just hammering back Jack Daniels in the parking lot in the ten minutes they have before they got to go into the game. You know, that's what freaked me out last year i went to a tennessee georgia game i do these uh, annual trips with my buddies we go to a college game last year we went to yeah. neyland stadium in tennessee the thought of not serving alcohol in that stadium could you imagine that get whatever you want there but didn't you see a big brawl too in the stands oh we did but you're gonna have that regardless like i, I just think it's it's one of these things that's it's a rule that was created with good intentions but doesn't it really make any sense I think that the 21-year-old drinking age is in the same category. Has that prevented drinking on college campuses? No, it just creates a, a, a culture of binge drinking instead. It's just silly. If you would allow 19, 20-year-olds to buy a keg of Coors Light, maybe we wouldn't have them doing some of the crazy things they do now. Wow, Chris Dempsey's here. I thought he'd be at the Nuggets tournament. What are you doing at this one? I thought you'd be at the Nuggets tournament today. That's at the Ridge of Castle Pines. Oh, you're filling it for Scotty Hastings, who's uh, who's out today. I think he's playing in the Nuggets tournament. Okay, before we go to our boy, um, Marty O, and his fact checker, I have to read this, because this is, this is embarrassing. This embarrasses me. I'm okay. embarrassed. All right. For who? For me. Okay. All right. Then I'm fine with this. Do you remember that day that Kyle and I ventured to a Broken Tee Golf Course trying to get a hole-in-one? Yes. And you, we spent six and a half hours. You hit 1,114 shots? Yes. Okay. Now, one ball made it in the cup from 148 yards. We tried to hit a hole-in-one. We failed. This story, thanks to Doug over here who gave it to me, this story comes out of, uh, God, I'm not sure where this is, but I can tell you, a young lady... Playing in a golf tournament, she played 36 holes, 51 years old, Allie Gibb, not exactly young, but mm-hmm. for you she's young, 51-year-old Allie Gibb, what? three aces in one day on the same course, three of them, three aces in 36 holes of golf. She played 36, mind you, but three aces, one course, one day. That is ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah, that is stupid. It's what, stupid. Was it like a, a bowl-shaped green that if you just hit it in there, it was going to automatically feed down three into the cup? Three different holes. Three that different is, par threes. That's bizarre. That is unreal. And I'm mad and embarrassed. Marty, tell us what we did wrong. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. Presented by Ken's Auto Service. For all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs. Ken's Auto Service. A full-service preventative maintenance and auto repair center in Aurora. More info at kensautoserviceinc.com. All right, Vic, you're already uh, upset, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep that going here. Pile on. You made a uh, faux pas about Carlos Henderson. Let's hear it. Another guy 
He's, drafted well, he's won a game as a, a Broncos ago. quarterback. Uh, this guy says, how about Carlos Henderson? He's yet to play a game as a Broncos. No, and he was he was somebody I considered. The second I, rounder. I, it's a, I would say that's an incomplete, though. What's the problem? Well, he said he was a second-round pick. He was a third-round third round pick. pick. Uh, second, third, all the same. I didn't want to quibble. Well, you know, I just wanted to, to point that out. That's fine. The, uh, that's job. That's that's my job, yeah. I see the uh, Sizzler count is alive and well. We're <laughs> at uh, four today. I waited until you got back, Marty. Yeah, okay, good. Um, then I was also Googling Tommy Maddox a little bit. You know, he's one of three players to win both the Super Bowl and an XFL championship. That's a pretty exclusive group. Pretty I mean, there were, how many group, years man. were there of the XFL? I think one? just like one. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, and me, and let, he was a backup on a Super Bowl Let me see what team. Paxton can do in the XFL. He would probably let dominate. you XFL. Oh, God. He was Did XFL. You just hear that? He would probably dominate. Tom, <laughs> what proof have you seen that he would dominate any league? More than I saw to Tommy Maddox God. when he had to run off the field every other play so Sean Moore could come take snaps. Tall QBs really excel in the XFL. So exactly. Also, Tommy Maddox's birthplace. Do you know where that is? Denver. Uh, well, he went to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston. He was only 20 when he was drafted. Shreveport. Shreveport, oh. Louisiana. Yes, that so is, is great. Is that why we keep getting all these Shreveports, <laughs> or is that just Maybe. another piece to the puzzle? Maybe. There? At some point, that mystery is going to be solved, Marty. Okay. All right, and Vic, uh, you were asking about bee pollen. Sounded like you were asking for uh, drugs when you were asking for yeah. Hey, man, you got, you got any of that bee pollen? But that's it for me, fellas. That's well, uh, my allergies aren't nearly as bad as they were the first hour because I started standing up for the show. And I don't know if that's something physical that happens, physiological. When you stand up, does the nose drain better? What is it? I think it's all in your head. I think yeah, it, it is, is in literally my head. and literally in your it's, head. It's in my sinuses. Before we say goodbye, our fired up finale. What is it, Danny? This is the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. If Steph Curry hits eight straight threes and he's dancing around and he's doing his little Steph Curry stuff, you know how to stop him? Foul the hell out of him the yeah. next time he attempts. You knock three. him on his butt. Exactly right. And let's see if he makes the next shot. That's what you do. Now, you may not like it. It may be unsportsmanlike, whatever you want to call it, but that's what you do if you want to win the game. <laughs> Honest to God, listening to myself, the most punchable voice in, in Denver with that nasally allergic voice. I don't know how you survive three hours with me. It is rough. I, I don't know why Dan has to just say the first thing anybody says in the opening segment, and that's our winner. I mean, Manchester's the only guy who keeps count of the fired up finale on a weekly basis. You probably have a you probably have a big chart at that's home. That's like the contest is tailor made for me. Uh-huh. So when I don't win, I take it as a personal. Insight. All right, that'll do it for the show. I want to thank Travis Heath for joining us. We're back at it tomorrow morning. We are live here at the Joe Sackett Golf Tournament all day long on Altitude 950. Up next, filling in for Scott Hastings, our good boy Chris Dempsey, Chris and Julie on Altitude 950. We'll send a few. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Sunday night, the Rapids are in the City of Angels to take on LAFC. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Training Camp 2018, Altitude 950, is on the case. This training camp update brought to you by Honda Power Sports. The Broncos and Bears will clash Saturday night for preseason game number two. 
How is star pass rusher Von Miller and the first team defense going to wreck Mitch Trubisky and the Bears? Uh, Mitch, is, Mitch is a great quarterback. Um, I think it would be uh, the offensive scheme and the players they have that he has around him. He'd be great. He was great last year. Um, was great in college as well. He's a uh, he's that franchise quarterback. Um, you, you got to not let him scramble. Not let them complete passes. I think that's the, the same game plan every week. This update is powered by Honda. Get your brand new Honda EU2200 portable generator at your local Honda power equipment dealer. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman. Hastings and Brownman starts now. Scott Julie, Altitude 950. We, along with the morning show, broadcasting live from the sanctuary, the Joe Sackick Food Bank of the Rockies Golf Tournament. It's in its 21st year, has raised $5 million, a beautiful course. And the first time my friend Chris Dempsey is on the course here at the sanctuary. Yeah, it is. And, you know, so I'm driving up here, and I thought maybe I'd been here before. Uh, but I hadn't, and the road keeps going and going and going and going and going. <laughs> yeah. 